sun goes down Yeah, and this is my time Well, here in our town, we're uh, we're back to school today. I'm so excited. Woohoo! This is our town. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a you know I I, I read that there's gonna be parties, there's gonna be Jesse White tumblers, there's gonna be DJs, bands. Oh wait, that was for the start of school in summer. We're not doing that today, actually. <laughs> Some parents are glad to have the kids back in school. I mean, it, it does create a problem when mom and dad. Um, and some families, you know, obviously single-parent homes, got to go to work, get the kid off to school, and, and we can't do that. But uh, but some are saying, no, we're not going to do it. We're not taking our kids or sending our kids back to school till February because they don't feel safe. And uh, I don't know, I, you know, judging on what I've seen in the last two years, I'm not necessarily sure there's any time soon that it's just going to be cool and we're all just going to be like, all right, it's gone, fine, yeah. go back. Yeah, it's all gone. It's, all, it's over. Although I will say this. I did notice yesterday, I get off at, uh, at, at ID8 and Eola Road. Not Eola, uh, Farnsworth yesterday. And I, uh, I go by the, uh, the testing facility on Farnsworth, and there's nobody in line. Wow. Yeah. Because I, they were packed. Boy, pre-holidays, you couldn't yeah. get near that place. You couldn't get near it. Although I do notice they're putting up a brand new uh, little metal building with a nice, it looks like an A12 pitch roof. It's lovely. But yesterday, there was nobody in line. I heard that little cough there. That's Nick Gale. (laughs) Well, but you know, it kind of makes some sense because so the good thing is people were getting tested before they were going to get together for the holidays in close quarters with their family. So that I kind of look at that as a good thing. And now it's over. The holidays are over. Don't get tested. We don't know. (laughs) That's the way I like to roll. (laughs) But now, of course, you know, there are probably a lot more cases, but no one's getting tested. Well, actually, I think yesterday was the first day that cases actually went down since January 2nd. So, uh, and I, but I think a lot of that is the aforementioned. There's not as many people getting tested. Tested, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, well, and let me just tell you, I got tested uh, uh, between the holiday, you know, between like Christmas and New Year's because I, I don't know, I hit, came in contact with four people who were positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, my this testing site I walked into, yeah, because I it was try finding a testing site. Now there seemed to be a lot more. Yeah, it um it just seemed very odd. It, yeah, like, did, someone came in while I was standing there waiting. Someone came in with all the tests hey, in boxes. We got some more tests here. <laughs> Is exactly. They That's fell just off the one truck. over here. She's gonna be fine. I got mine out of the and back then, of a Cadillac in Melrose. <laughs> <laughs> when I got my, when I was taking my test, my kids and I, I said because everyone ahead of me was negative, negative. negative. I said, "Is everyone just negative?" And the guy just laughed. Don't you ask any he questions? Said, <laughs> Don't ask questions. <laughs> Who's just asking? Yeah. <laughs> That's just, what he just, said. Just move along. Everything's now, fine here. He said, "Here's his answer." Well, they're only thirty percent accurate. Uh, Why am I even uh, here? Thirty percent. Just remember, the same government that handled the Afghan pullout is the one that's handling COVID. <laughs> Think about that for a second. This state, nothing nothing goes wrong in Illinois. I'm sure everything's fine. Yeah, it's all fine. Everything is going to be fine. We've got a uh, we've got a cool little show lined up for you today. A lot of guests. We're going to talk to a woman who is was part of this beanie baby craze back in the day. Were you were you part of that thing? Okay, I have one beanie baby. That I paid two hundred and fifty dollars for. Oh, oh, oh. oh yeah, Ooh. it was for charity. Oh. Yeah, that makes me feel a lot better. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's the uh, Harry Carey, Daisy, the cow. Oh, the holy yeah. cow. I, now it has all the tags, and it's in a container box sure. thing. Like so a clear box? I don't know. I Last time I checked, I think it was worth $8. Maybe. Oh, it's got to be worth more than that yeah. to a Cubs fan. Well, I, maybe. Maybe we can put it out there. Somebody, yeah, so we'll start the bidding at 200 bucks. Yeah. 
Judy, Judy needs. Judy's paying 150 bucks to get COVID tested. She needs that uh, yeah, and some more. Exactly. We want to um, get. We want to. We want to raise enough money with this ba- beanie baby <laughs> to get Judy a COVID <laughs> test and a handle of Tito's. But I'd like, oh God, just the. Unlike the um, the crazy people with the beanie babies, I mean, some people have like thousands. Yeah. It, I, you know, and and that always gets me to, to talking about what's your what's your collection. What do you do? You know, I know that Nick. Uh, Nick collects camels in Winston's. <laughs> I like collecting. Uh, well, I collect snowmobiles. I collect uh, time. Wow. Yeah, I've got. I've Those got, are big items. Yeah, they are. Nylons. Like, I've got like thirty, but yeah, I've got a lot of nylon trucks and things like that. Mm-hmm. And you had mentioned something, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Yadros. Yeah, I don't collect those. I got one one time. Have you ever been to the uh, to the Yadro Museum? No. What? Yeah, that's not even a thing. Oh yes, it is. The Yadro. Filled with Yadros? Yeah, and it's absolutely beautiful. You can see it in Rosemont, Illinois. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, I have a uh, I have a secret guest on the uh, on the line this morning. Who would you say you're the curator of that museum, Mr. Stevens? Guys, can you turn the phones on in there? Would have. There you go. That would have been my dad. So that so my dad, and it's the it's the Hummel Museum. So the Hummel Museum. Okay. Is there is there a difference between yes, a Yadro and a Hummel? There's a difference. Yeah. But they're still oh, like. Come on, Ray. Not everything is snowmobiles and pickup trucks. <laughs> <laughs> Down, Mayor. <laughs> so if you want to see, you know, talking about people that collect things, his dad, the 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 original, the OG, uh, Mayor Stevens, um, he would go to the to the far reaches of Germany and look for these things. So your dad collected Hummels. My my dad had the uh, largest collection outside of uh, the Goebel factory. Wow. He, he became uh, actually good friends with uh, Gerhard Skrobeck, who was the master sculptor with Berta Hummel, who was the originator of the figurine. You know, I and find that so sweet. Stuff. <laughs> so, well, so, you know, yeah. it's, and it's not something that you would think a man would collect. You know what I mean? I'm sure they do. Collectors are collectors. But, the, you know, Hummels? Yeah. I don't know. I just think of, you know, girls who would collect those. So I think that's awesome that just your dad did that. 312-591-8900. What's your thing? What's your collection? Uh, the Hummel the Hummel uh, Museum is located in a, uh, I would call it a strip mall. Where is that out there in your fine little hamlet of Rosemont? It's uh, it's on Higgins between uh, Devon and, and River Road. And, uh, and is that near the gym you work place. out at? Um, it's uh, listen, not much of anything isn't far from one another here in Rosemont. I know, it's I like know. Two and a half square miles of uh, action-packed fun. Will you? Uh, uh, you will, know, this will, you be at, will you be at the gym this morning with your uh, box of donuts? <laughs> I, I'm I'm heading over there, hoping that Jimmy DeLeo's drops by with uh, with some Allegretti's donuts. Yeah, there you go. Okay, Mayor, this weekend I'm going to the rodeo in Rosemont, so I'm going to start collecting cowboys. There you go. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> that's at the uh, Allstate Arena, Friday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's not turn this into an infomercial. This was supposed to be organic and sweet. <laughs> We're, we started with Hubble's. That's an infomercial. Yeah. Well, Judy, what you have to do, what you have to do is you have to go a little bit early. You know, stop and get some of those donuts. Go see all the, the, the boys at the uh, gym that, that work out. They don't work out. They just sit there and tell lies. And then... <laughs> Then go to the museum and then go to the rodeo. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, that's a weekend in Rosemont. Yeah, listen to Dainty Ray over here, <laughs> Mr. Triathlete. Uh, <laughs> How much have you, you lost know, this year? He got back on, since he got back on the radio, I, I don't hear from him anymore. He's not looking for a job. No, I still need a job. I'm only part-time, dude. You know, I, keep, I call the mayor. I'm like, do I have to live in Rosemont or run a street sweeper? Let me know. <laughs> all right, mayor. I appreciate you, man. 
All right, guys. Have a great day. <laughs> Thank See you. I like that he, you know, he listens. He's like one of my guys. Oh my gosh! And I think it's great that his dad collected Hummels. And it, it is really, it is really something. I mean, his dad. I would mean, go, when you said a museum, I didn't realize that the Steve, it was the Stevens yeah, Museum. Yeah, it's and, a and, personal museum. And they would go. They would go. His dad would go trekking up the mountainsides. Yeah. To find these things, and That's they're absolutely crazy. fantastic. I, I'm, you know, so here three one two five nine one eighty nine hundred. As we, uh, we, you know, we're going to talk with these Beanie Baby crazies later on. And it was nuts. Remember, everybody had to have them. And I would I laugh because Ty Ty uh, Warner flies his jet um, into DuPage uh, Airport, and it is a big jet. It's not like one of these Citation Lear jets or a Falcon. It it's is not a, a Cessna. Oh no, no, it's not your one fifty seven. <laughs> and I think, wow, man, your Beanie Babies did all of that for you. Yeah, I mean, so. at one time, just think about how much money that was. It was crazy. Yeah, let's see what we have here. Uh, the the. Uh, Oh, the real Hummel Museum is in the Ozarks. Everybody knows that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm going. I'm going to the Ozarks. That's a good one. I'm going to the Ozarks to get my uh, to get my culture and my Hummel, uh, you know, viewing done. You ever been there? You ever been to the Ozarks? Oh well, boy. I would think there would um, a Beanie Baby Museum. I would go for in the Ozarks. Oh but boy. No, I have never been there. It's and, and you're going to the rodeo this weekend. Yes. If you are you a rodeo fan? No. You, is this the first one yes. you've been to? Oh, that's something. It just sounded you got a really good. Yeah. I have boots. I don't really have a hat. Do I need a hat? No, you don't need any of that. Because I'm going to... But I'll own you one. Well, is everyone going to be wearing a hat? The cool people. How am I going to see over everyone's hat? <laughs> you know, you'll be fine. pretty small. You'll be fine. You might, when they, when they, uh, when they do the calf roping, you might want to go get a, a, a soft drink then. I went to the same Why? rodeo at the, at the Allstate Arena. I was hosting it. And, and my sister just, she hated the calf roping because she thought it was cruel. And I'm like, well, yeah. this is this is a real. This is how you 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 round up animals out on the on right. the prairie. This Brand is real. Yeah. And I'm hosting it. And she's yelling, "Run, little cow, run!" I made her leave. <laughs> I'm like, you have got oh, to go. I might have to. I might have to pick up that chant then. No, you're gonna love it. You are. Absolute, I don't want any cruelty to animals. Just no. You just you What's just go there. Cruelty. You're I'm just, going to see the cowboys. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Yeah, you are. Look at Judy. <laughs> Judy's like, I'm going to go find I me kinda, some cowboys. I, I, you know, I thought I would collect them next. Yeah. I collect clocks now, but cowboys seem... Clocks. <laughs> cowboys are a different yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> they, they keep a different time. If uh, you know did Judy I mean. say glocks? Yeah. Or clocks? No, not... <laughs> glocks. Wow, Judy collects glocks. <laughs> I like, God, I like you even more now. <laughs> now you can hang out with Nick and I. Save a horse, ride a cowboy. There's your song. Ooh, yeah. Riding a cowboy, all right. Oh, come on! Now. Man, we are throwing loads I mean, this I mean, morning. I'll be seeing a cowboy, all there right. There you go. There you go. Hey, you know what? Whatever works for you. <laughs> oh, I love it. No, you're going to have fun. about cowboys. I don't know. You're going to have fun there. I hope so. Yeah. It sounded like fun. No, it's really cool, man. And, and, uh, what, do we know which one it is? Is this PBR? Is it? Uh, yes. Oh wow! Yes. Yeah. See, that's bull riding. Yeah. So bull you're gonna, riding, right? That's what it is. It's bull riding. So you're going to see, and, and and what will be amazing? Uh, what's amazing to me is these uh, these uh, uh, bull riders now that have come up from Argentina and Colombia and Southern uh, you know America that uh, that are just unbelievable athletes and they can ride these things like crazy i had no idea it was such a sport oh yeah you know i yeah. i guess you don't really need to ride a bull i mean you need to corral a calf but well when you're there you know you turn to whoever's next to you and go man that's why they call it eight seconds between heaven and hell <laughs> and, and, and then you know they'll be like hey blondie over here knows yeah. rodeo speak. okay yeah. I'm gonna write you know down. um and I, I nick i think we talked about this you and i but i had these friends that that lived in wheaton 
um, and they bought the old Morton Manor, the old Morton Salt Cottage, mm-hmm. which was out on North Avenue in West Chicago. Well, these guys were cowboys, the kind boys, and uh, they had a zebra. And we put a flank strap on a zebra and tried to ride that thing. Oh, my goodness. Let me tell you, I don't care who you are, whether you're a cowboy or what you've ever ridden in your life, do not ever get on a zebra. Beat the living hell out of us. Hilarious. But, but they had, you know, they had all sorts. Of, yeah, because there's a, a rodeo school down in central Illinois in Jacksonville. It's really? Ray Cox's rodeo school. And, uh, and we would go to that, and we learned how to ride bulls. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I guess they, you know, they used to have clown school too. Well, you know, you got to be a clown. Cl- do they have clowns at the rodeo? You got to be a clown. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Oh, they, they call them bullfighters. The, you know, the bullfighters. The ones who distract them, right? Yeah, now those are your athletes. Oh, you're going to have so much fun. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't wait. You are going to have a blast. I mean, Nick. She's all of us. She's, she's even cooler than she was yesterday. I know. I know. Yeah. You've you, you got the Midas was... touch there, yeah. Ray. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. I can't wait. You know, yesterday I said I was, we, were, we were getting to know you, um, mm-hmm. and, and now I find out you like bull riding, and oh, I'll, I'll bring in, hey, Nick, weren't we not I over the holidays? I buried my mother, and now I like bull riding. Yeah. What's next? Nick, Maybe over the I holidays, over the holidays we were uh, sending each other pictures of our, our resistance uh, and our Stetson what? cowboy hats. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, we know all about that. We know what our junk looks like. We don't need to send pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. But maybe uh, maybe we'll uh, we'll you know, have to loan you a hat or something. Okay, or, yeah, I do have official cowboy boots from Nashville, so okay. I'm th- thinking those. You count. don't get cowboy boots in Nashville. <sighs> you see bad country music on Broadway, and you buy two pair of boots, you get the third one free. That's, That's not exactly real. Exactly what the three of I us know. did, and mine were no, the no, most no, no. expensive, yeah. of course. Oh, you, my, they're they're awesome. You know, I'm, I'm I'm sorry that we're turning this into just our, our conversation this morning, <laughs> but that's that's just the way it's going to be. I'm a rental ray, so here. If you need, go see uh, uh, the Alcalas, uh, Alcalas Westernware here in Chicago. Yeah, I mean they're fantastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. And you can't ring the bell because I don't get anything from that. Although maybe well, I will. Come on. Maybe I'll go see Richie. And Sometimes then, but, it's just so good you don't get anything. You but just that, have that, to say it. Yeah, that. And then there's uh, Sanchez Westernware out Sanchez. in Sanchez. Yeah. Yep, that's where I, I I get money for that. So <laughs> that's where my hats come from and my yeah. boots. And when I work on wow. the lay, that's my name, Ramundo Sanchez. Right. <laughs> you can easily be him. Uh, um, yeah, no, I, I think I might have to. Uh, I don't know. The hat seems a bit much. I'll wear the boots. Yeah, but you pull the and hat down low. a flannel shirt, yeah. but the hat, no, nah, I don't really need yeah. the hat. A flannel shirt? You don't have a snap shirt? Western shirt? I With snap. Oh, that'd be good. No, it has buttons. <laughs> and it's pink. Will that be okay? Gotta hook her up, Ray. Uh, 312-591-8900. A day from Schaumburg. Hey, guys, I collect six-inch... Action figurines of all kind, Marvel, Star Wars, you name it. The struggle is real. Uh, Eight one five texture. I collect antique pocket watches. Nice. nice. I do little cl- alarm clocks. Um, there is now alarm clocks. Well, I mean, I call them. So you know what I mean? They're the small. Like, oh, sure. Yeah, all vintage ones. Oh, like, nice. I, I start because I vintage got, is cool no matter. I what got you my collect. grandmother's when she yeah. died, and I was like, oh, this is a cool clock. And then I just I pick them up everywhere. And I notice people will pay for your vintage junk. All oh, you have to do is say it's goodness. vintage. I had a house full of vintage yeah. that I sold. I can move died. a lot yeah. of those uh, those Crocs, you know, the uh, butter Crocs, the churns. Uh-huh. And, and oh. you know, depending on... No, I thought on... you were talking about the shoes. Yeah. I'm like, wow, <laughs> no. those aren't really vintage. No, but no, you can't. The butter Crocs are so Whatever expensive. you do, don't go to the rodeo wearing Crocs. That won't work out for you. <laughs> not with socks? No, if I wear not with socks. with socks. No, don't wear Crocs at all. <laughs> Well, she's uh, fully vaccinated, boosted, boosted, vaxxed, and waxed. That I don't know about. But uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot, uh, she tested positive yesterday for COVID-19, says she has mild symptoms, much like a cold. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm listening to my voice here. I feel fine. But you know what this is? This is, I'm not kidding you. And anybody else, if you get this, let me know. Chicago road salt kills me. You know, you look a little peaked. Do I? Well, you look like you have allergies. Okay. I will say your eyes are a little bit red or, or you're hungover. I mean, it, it could be either one. But since you've been talking about these yeah. allergies, I'm yeah, now I'm feeling for and you, I took brother. I took my allergy pill this morning. and uh, But, you know, you come in and, and you walk anywhere around here. They've got so much salt down. There's a dust trail. Like I'm out oh. in Oklahoma, you know, and I'm in an old Red Nova and there's a dust trail behind me. But the salt is killing me this morning. But uh, Lori Lightfoot says... Um, 4,793 new COVID cases yesterday. That's a drop, though. That's a drop, 37% in the last week. Now, I think a lot of that has to do with whether or not we're out getting uh, tested. Because I'm right. telling you, I drove, by the, uh, I drove by the facility yesterday. There was nobody out there. Nobody. One car. And a few weeks ago, maybe even last week, two weeks ago, there was a line when I yeah. passed by. I mean a line all the way out to the street. Now the new thing is, and we're going to talk with uh, Steve Burnus, Better Business Bureau, uh, later on this morning. He'll give us the uh, tip-off to the rip-off. <laughs> Tell us what's going on, what you got to look out for. I mean, the, the, amount of, the amount of scams that are out there are absolutely ridiculous. I know. But now the new thing is pop-up COVID uh, oh, testing no. scams. And you, you said yourself, you know, you went in there, you were, you, everybody was negative, 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 negative. Right. It was stupid. The, the, you know, the quick <laughs> test. I'm like, I'm why? telling you, it was stupid. It was stupid. Yeah. I, I think I may have even said that word. I mean, so then I waited for the better test, the uh, PCR. But that didn't come for three more days. Yeah. So in the meantime, you could, you, I might have been, I wasn't, but I could have been. Judy Pilak needs the PCR to go to the PBR. It's rodeo weekend <laughs> in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get me a cowboy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, boy. I didn't know when you were you like this. It, it sounds really good. I didn't know you were like this. Like, you're just, you're living life. You're out there. You're yeah, among the living. My, and, remember my resolution. Yeah, yeah. I'm living my dreams. Okay. And one of my dreams was a cowboy. So to get to the cowboy, I got to go to the rodeo, I hear. Yeah. Ah, see, this is a new side of you I don't think people know. Oh, Guys, yeah. rodeos? Welcome aboard. You want to go shooting with Nick and I this weekend? Yeah. Maybe. Yo! Don't wow. think I haven't shot a gun. Oh, yeah. The FBI taught me how to shoot Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they did, really, seriously. Okay. And it was a Glock, actually. I was really surprised <laughs> at how... How, what's the, the backfire, what's it called when it, your hand shoots up? I mean, I shot the recoil. The recoil. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Even wow. better was they, my son was shooting a gun when he was, I don't know, maybe 12. They were at the same event I was at. And I remember I went up to the FBI guy, I go, excuse me, excuse me. Are those real bullets? And the, the FBI agent said to me, step back, mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, listen, listen. Alec Baldwin isn't on this set. Get back. <laughs> They were blanks. Yeah. Like, they're real bullets. Okay. Hey, Ray, Nick, and Judy, I collect pension credits. Nine of 30, 21 <laughs> left to go to complete my collection. <laughs> Excellent. That's the best yeah, one. I like that. I like that. Oh, yeah. Bobby and uh, Manuka, buddy, I appreciate you being there. Thanks for uh, thanks for your text. You can call, too. My goodness. Call and, and I like that you all text, but that's where we are in this society. Kids don't talk to you anymore. They mm-hmm. text you. I know. You know, and, and I noticed that we get a ton of text messages here. But hardly ever do you do know we... my son when I call him or for, when I call him he texts me immediately. What do you want? <laughs> I said I want to call you and talk and hear your voice. Right. He does not want to. He he yells yeah. at me all the time. Don't call me. I don't want to talk. I'll text. Yeah, my mom who who again she'll be ninety in June. 
um, but identifies as 65. Her text messages are like, are, you know, it's like reading. <laughs> it's like re- a paragraph. It's like reading code. You oh. know, you, it because she'll put. I don't know what she does, but it looks like somebody's writing code for computer <laughs> software. And all I know is I'm like, well, if you know, as long as I know I'm getting a message from this phone, she's okay. <laughs> But then, I, you know, I look in the encrypted thing, and it's like, send money. I spent too much at the Lac de Flambo Casino. I need help. <laughs> you and her would have a blast together. Oh, yeah, yeah. Casinos. casinos. I like me some gambling. Yeah, and she, trust me, she knows what to do with a cowboy. Ooh, okay. <laughs> What's your mom's name? Yeah, Pat. Pat. Yeah. Okay, Pat Pat Stasekel, uh, Miss, uh, what, what was she? She was uh, Miss... Uh, Electromotive and Miss Photo Flash when she worked at GE mm, and over here in Ms. Chicago. Miss Photo Flash. Yeah, Miss Photo Flash. I don't know what the hell it is, but she thinks it's pretty cool. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> and she can make a kolache, just let me tell you. Oh, a woman after my... Are you kidding me? She's Polish. Check it and see. I got a fever of 103. Yeah, there's a lot of that going around, but... Uh, Everybody's fine. We're back in school today. It's cool. The kids are back. Uh, Mom and dad can do whatever they do. Uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot um, dealing with a small bout of COVID. She says she's going to be fine. She has cold-like symptoms. Don't worry. Everything is cool. Yesterday uh, at a uh, Senate subcommittee hearing, uh, Dr. Fauci was going at it with a senator from Kansas. Can't hear it really good, but at the end, uh, Dr. Fauci goes, Jesus, what a moron. (laughs) Can you turn me up in there? Hold on. We're going to do that again. Tell me when we're ready. And we go right now. So uh, uh, I, I cannot find them. Our office cannot find them. Where would they be if they're public knowledge? S- Where? It is totally accessible to you if you want it. For the public. Is it accessible to the, to the public? public? To okay. the public. Great. We look Senator forward Marshall. to reviewing it. You are totally incorrect. Well, we look Marshall, forward to reviewing it. Senator Marshall, Dr. Fauci has answered you. It is public information, and he's happy to give it to you if you would ask. Senator Moran. What a moron. He goes, what a moron. And after that, he goes, Jesus. You know, we hear it. And kids, when you go back to school, and I understand Chicago's a tough school district. You, you don't call people names. That doesn't work out. The other thing that went on yesterday was when I was watching, um, uh, you know, Fox. I was watching MSNBC. I was watching all the news networks. And I, I dial around to see who's carrying all the coverage. And Joe Biden was angry yesterday talking about voters' rights. He is not going to take it anymore. I've been having these quiet conversations with the members of Congress for the last two months. I'm tired of being quiet. Restoring the Voting Rights Act would mean the Justice Department can stop discriminatory laws before they go into effect. He was actually yelling at Republicans yesterday, right. calling them out by name. And you Republicans! <laughs> I'd call that feeble yelling, though. Yeah, really. well, it's old people yelling. Yeah, old I mean, people I, yelling. I don't want to be... I, oh, and, I can still yell. Yeah. Well, you're not old. Uh, no. Oldish. No. Okay. No. All right. Let's We're... take Ray's word for it. But you know, Miranda, I'm not young. Miranda, I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to get her a uh, "You Are Worthy" necklace, aren't I? From from my my girl store, shopsustainablegrace.com. You no, don't get me wrong. I have no problem yeah. being my age. Yeah. I love being my age. Yeah, but you're not old. He's old, but he's. You know, the thing is, what is Biden what is seventy eight? Age, right? Joe is seventy eight, but there's. There's a lot of 78-year-olds that are living a life, man. Right, right. You know, and, and my, 60 is the new 40. My dad uh, my dad passed of uh, dementia and Alzheimer's. So when I see somebody in what I think is cognitive decline, I can't make fun of that. Yeah. You know, and I I, I, I look at this guy and I'm like, eh, I worry. And, and, and it's not because I've necessarily ever been a fan of Joe Biden. And I think you guys know where I am on this. But I don't want to belittle the guy. 
Yeah. I don't want to make fun of the guy. That's not my gig. But I mean, or is it just old age? Some people age yeah, different. quicker. Yeah. They just, you know what I mean? And I don't think he has, you know, dementia but by you, any means. Oh, but no, he does. I think he absolutely Joe, does. Oh, yeah. I think he's yeah, just. I think he does. Yeah. I think he's just old for his age. Watch the way the guy walks when he picks up his feet. I mean, it's 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 interesting to watch his body language. And, and again, I don't mean to pick on the guy. Um, again, though, those are also signs of age. Yeah. But he's only 78. Not cognitive Se- deficiencies. My, and, and here, you know, I, I think we all look I'm at it. I'm saying we all do it differently. We all look, you know, we all look like my my mom's side of our family, they live like forever. My uh, my cousin, uh, or my uncle Ray Holsworth just passed away two weeks short of his uh, 100th birthday. World wow. War II ace. Nice. You know, he was a fighter in World War II. He, was a, he was a flyer. And uh, so they, you know, but the, the way some people live as opposed to others, and I think it's just what you we're talking about earlier. You got to get to living. Mm-hmm. Got to uh, get to living. Yeah. You got to get out there and you got to move around because it wasn't that long ago. Joe was talking about taking Trump out back of a schoolhouse and whooping up on him. Not that I think that ever would have happened. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, here you go. Talking about physique, mental shape, physical shape, dad bods are the biggest turn on for singles in the pandemic sex era. <laughs> Dad bods. Dad Tell bods. me what that is, first of all. Nearly 75% of singles. Yeah, dad bod over it. They take a dad bod over any uh, other type of body type. Um, think of... You know, because they're putting on weight, too, during little, the pants. You know, little, think of a little bit of a paunch, if you will. Uh, not necessarily abs. Oh, I'm looking at the picture now. Yeah. yeah no. You're not going to be looking at any dad um, bods at the rodeo this well, weekend, just so you know. Unless you're looking at guys in the stands. Well, is that probably how all of them are going to look in the stands, right? But the cowboys, no. They need cowboy bodies. You know what? It's not bad. I mean, it's funny, these pictures, the guys are kind of buff. Mm-hmm. But they, you're right, they're just, they maybe drink a lot of beer. Well, these are guys that, you know, they, they've come out of their athletic years, and now they got married and they settled in a little bit, and they're eating a little too much and drinking yeah. a little more. But this kind of makes me mad because I spent the last year just, you know, toning up. I would still say it's a dad bod, though. Oh, I would not say you have a dad bod. <laughs> well, touch I this. I put you closer to the Cowboys. <laughs> and, Nick, you're pretty skinny, so you don't have a dad bod either. No. Not that you're. How old are no. these guys? I don't know, but it, it, it would seem that they, uh, you know, I would say probably 30s, 40s. That's, that's this is a weird survey. Seventy-five yeah. percent of singles more turned on by a dad bod over any other body type. I want to know why I mean, it is then. Yeah, well, I want to know why it is then when I when I put on my and I'm looking through my Instagram feed and I go to the reels. Why is it all the hot girls are with the really hot dudes? I noticed that that seems to be a, a thing. I think that seems one seems to go with the other. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I noticed they were with the really rich dudes. Well, now there could yeah, be something okay. to do with that too. There's no there's no need to get buff according to a new poll. What's reported that 20% of singles said that body type doesn't matter when it comes to lusting after a mate. Now, I would think that, you know, usually after you've been with somebody for a little while and you understand that, you know, there's more to your life than uh, than the gym and working out and having mm-hmm. ripped abs and you kind of dig each other for who you are and what you are, that you kind of yeah. you kind of groove in. Absolutely. And that's where the dad bod is, is grown from. Yeah. If the dad bod's not the number one thing, then, yeah, I get it. Of it's course. not it's not just the pandemic causing a shift away from washboard abs and bulging biceps. A twenty nineteen Planet Fitness survey found that sixty one percent of respondents said men, men with dad bodies are sexy. Huh. Uh, yeah. I, I I know. 
No. I think they did that survey to make themselves feel better. That's what I think. They answered those questions. But but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, you know, I, you know, what, what is, what is sexy? I mean, is confidence sexy? Is, is, you know, financial security sexy? I mean, I can tell you right now, and we talked about this with Nick, Nick and I talk about this all the time. Mario Lopez. When you're together, yeah. Mario Lopez is sexy. You know? Still makes me feel a little something on it. Still, (laughs) you know. What what is it about him? Does he have a, a dad bod? No, he doesn't. You know, mm-hmm. old champion uh, California wrestler, very fit shape. But you know what? If Planet Fit, if Planet Planet Fitness is doing this, what's their impetus for this report? Because they want to get people in there right. to be in the gym. Now, I'm not saying everybody that goes to the gym has to be fit or buff or anything else, but you certainly want to take care of yourself. Yeah, I think they would want all those dead bods to come in, and I, you know, now we're just giving them a pass. That it's not sexy; it's acceptable, but it's not sexy. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not. I don't. Yeah. I don't have a problem with. They don't look that bad. They, no, no, but, but you don't want to. You don't want to no, be hanging out not, with no fat cowboy. I wouldn't say sexy. You're not going to the rodeo well, to see a fat I mean, cowboy. If his snaps are coming off, his what was that shirt you called the? Yeah, you don't snap. wear a snap shirt. Yeah. And you do not wear a snap shirt unless you you got abs underneath yeah. it. Right? Because your buddies will come up and they'll snap your shirt right off. Yeah, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see any snap shirts. Yeah, you don't want to see. You don't want to have. I don't want to see the big gut hanging over the big no, belt. No, you know, old partner of mine did that to uh, Blake Shelton one time. She went up to Blake Shelton and she uh, she uh, ripped his snap shirt off, and he was like, it's like pasty white and yucky." <laughs> And now when I see Yuck. Blake Shelton, that's all I can think about when I see him on The Voice. I'm like, yeah, I know what's under that snap shirt. Well, <laughs> you know, that makes a difference, too. Pasty, white, or tanned. I mean, you know, you could be a little dad bodish as long as, you know, you're you're keeping it all in check. Man, this voter's right thing. Uh, Biden was going nuts yesterday. He was yelling as, as, as much as he can yell. And, and you know, here's my deal with, with voting and voters' rights. He was rights. yelling weekly. Weekly. I, I just want... I just want it to be done on the up and up, and I want citizens to be able to vote. If you want to come to the United States, fine, do it. Do it the right way. Become a citizen. But I think we we are, uh, you know, putting our hand into a wasp nest when I see what's going on in New York. 800,000 non-citizens may be able to vote in an election. Hey, you got to be a citizen to vote. It's what our country was founded on. Call me crazy, but I don't think I should be able to go to Milwaukee and vote in an election. And just so we're all... You know, on the up and up here. I'm not going to Milwaukee anytime soon. Mm. I'm just saying. I'm just saying the same. Just stay here and vote twice. I mean, <laughs> same thing. You know, let's just try to get it right. I mean, it's not that hard to try and get it right. I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, just as everything is, it's become a partisan issue, just like COVID has. Um, you're either this way or you're that way. And voting rights are something that Republicans don't believe in and Democrats want them. It's just such a bunch of BS. Do it the right way, right. the way it's supposed to be, and I think we'll be okay. But we uh, we have a problem now with doing things by the letter of the law, the way things were supposed to be. Law and order, I think, is going to be a big issue coming up in the uh, in the midterms when you see some of the things going on, whether it's Michigan Avenue or California. Man, I saw one yesterday. Thieves break into a jewelry store. They've got baseball bats. They've got sledgehammers telling people to get on the floor, man. It would, it would scare the hell out of yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Unless that's, you're that one stop. guy that's that's going to stand up, you know, and that's what we need. We need more of that. Hate to sound like a cowboy, but I'm just saying. Illinois family hoping for help from the United States after a mother is missing in a Panama plane crash. Now, this is a story that, that interests me because whenever I would go somewhere with my with my former soulmate, 
I'd always say, we really should be. <laughs> you like that, don't you, former yeah, soulmate? <laughs> yeah, that's a nice one. You know, nice I, way to put it. I always thought, well, you know, we, baby, we should be on different planes. Because first, you know, we're walking through a terminal, and the terminals just sound so final. You know, and here we are, we're getting on a plane. <laughs> what if something happens? And uh, but, but here you go. Uh, Sue Boris and her husband retired two years ago. They moved from southern Illinois to build their life in Panama. They were with friends. They were celebrating the new year on an island. Doesn't that sound good? Uh, kind of, yeah. yeah. Not not Blarney's Island, not Blue Island, but an island in Panama. Yeah. I just see Jimmy Buffett coming down in that plane that he mm. lands on the water. The music playing. You got the Calypso band and then... <sighs> Glides over to the island. But you don't want it to end this way. There's nothing fun or funny about this story. On January 3rd, their plane, uh, the one plane that uh, the uh, mother was on, crashed a mile off the coast of Panama. Four people and a pilot were on board. Three were rescued, leaving the Boris family, uh, or leaving her still missing and presumed dead. Yeah. Hmm. But I always, you know, why'd they get on separate planes? Well, okay, now that I'm rereading this, it sounds to me, okay, they're on an island. Yeah, they were with friends. Partying yeah. on an island. They've got money. And it sounds like there were a couple planes there, and they just maybe, you know, I'm going to go take this plane with my friend here so yeah. we can continue talking about our nails. But, you know, it, it's it's crazy how things, you know, you're just having fun. I tell yeah. this to my kid all the time. I'm like, buddy, no matter what you're doing, if you're out and you're goofing around, because this kid's 10 foot tall and bulletproof, you know, no, no matter what you're doing and, and, and how safe it might seem, start it crazy and work backwards. What could happen? What might happen? And can you deal with that should the situation arise? Um, okay, but, a plane crash is a little bit different because... Yeah, but still, this is something that you didn't have to do. You know, and, and you're out with friends, you're partying, obviously you're well-to-do, you're on airplanes, private planes. And I'm not saying that has anything to factor into here, but what I'm trying to get at is now they want the United States to send their resources down there. They want the United States officials to send the, uh, you know, all the uh, the, the thermal... Uh, imaging and things like that, where they can go down there and they can find body the body of this this mom and put closure to this. I understand that, but I don't necessarily think it's up to the United States government no, to I find agree. mom. It's not. No, and I mean it's yeah. Now, if you're on an island and you're flying in a little plane, uh, maybe you can hire someone to do that. Yeah, it seems a little bit odd to ask the U.S. government to foot the bill for that and the resources. And the other woman is a because they uh, were living in Panama. Is they a Wisconsin weren't. resident. Yeah. Oh, the other person's yeah, from Yeah, side. but they're living, th- th- this couple was living in Panama. So, you know, they're down there, they're having fun, they're living their life. You know, we were talking off air about, you know, if you get caught in an avalanche. Kim Gordon was skiing recently. In and, Colorado. And there was an avalanche. And avalanches are more common than you think. Uh, I had no idea. Yeah. I, I thought, you know, it was a once in a every few years yeah. thing. No, they said they have several every year. You know, when you when you ski off property, it's the onus is on you have an avalanche detector to hopefully wear an avalanche suit what is an avalanche detector well that is when you get lost in in deep snow there's a beacon that beeps and right. then the rescuers can find you oh okay yeah. and you want to know the i reason, thought you meant like you know the reason i know this yeah <laughs> let me see you've been buried before <laughs> I've, I've, I've been in an avalanche before but never buried because uh, we snowmobile out out west and uh, there were just two two young guys from minnesota that were killed in an avalanche in oh. Cook City, Montana, because you know, you know what happens is no, I don't. I, it's just frightening to even think about it. But it's a big, it's it's a very scientific process to figure out when you're going to have a slide, and that happens when it gets warm, snow gets uh, cruddy, crispy, then there's another snow, and you get multiple layers of snow, and they call it you know that snow shelf, and 
what happens is by the way of thawing and freezing, that's when you get your danger for your slide. So it's like a weak mountain kind of. And it gets, okay, let it me does. ask it you gets this. weak and then it, it lets do, go. Do they, so they can't predict obviously when there's going to be an avalanche, but can can they predict the, that the conditions are? Yes. Okay. So yes. they can tell you, hey, skiers, you're yeah. all going up this mountain today, yeah. but just know that it's ripe for an avalanche. Well, if you're skiing inbounds, you're fine. You're fine. It's when you go out of bounds is when the when the problems start. Mm. Because you know how it is, Judy. You want to go on Instagram, you got to have the video. God, I got to have that video. I'm going to get so many hits. I'm going to get these downloads. I need to have the perfect picture. And then uh, what happens is, you know, people just maybe get out there and get a little bit over their heads. You know, if you're going, just like we talk about ice fishing, talk to somebody that knows the lake. Talk right. to somebody that's a guide. Talk to somebody that's from there. Same thing with if you're out in Colorado. But, uh, but yeah, it's something. But uh, earlier we were talking about all the things going on at one of my favorite places. And I, and it's it's been that way forever. I don't know if it's my infatuations with sea Sea creatures, dolphins, wildlife, whatever. Sharks. Yeah. Sharks I'm definitely afraid of. Yeah. So and I, I, don't, I only yeah. like to see them here. I don't like to see them <laughs> anywhere else. You like to see them on the other side of the glass. With that said, we say good morning to Dr. Bridget Coughlin. She is the president and CEO of the Shedd Aquarium. Good morning, doctor. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Well, you're very welcome. Some exciting stuff going on over there. Big time renovations, huh? We have a big plan so that we are uh, just ready as can be in the year 2030 when Shed Aquarium turns 100 years old. Man, that is a, that is a long time of taking care of people in Chicago. What is it about the Shed? What do you cite as your favorite go-to? I mean, what is the number one thing people come to the Shed Aquarium for? I know there's a lot of things to do, but you guys know you've got this down to a science. What is the thing people love the most? Ray, you hit it on the head when you said your favorite. The thing that resonates is that everyone has their favorite. It transports you to the Amazon, to Asian rivers, to the depths of uh, the Great Lakes. There is just this biodiversity that expands your your worldview. We have 1,100 species at Shed Aquarium, and what might be your favorite one time, you won't even see the next time because you'll be infatuated with something else. And that's kind of what your new your your new project does. This five hundred million dollar project is to renovate, but create walking paths and and new nature scapes that make you kind of immerse yourself in to what all of this is, making the experience even better. Right, we're going to renovate the historic galleries. We'll always remain open. We're going to do this construction in phases, and really not only more immersive, Ray, but more participatory. I know you said that you don't like sharks, but my goal is to make sure that you can connect with sharks in a new way and that you walk out having a deeper appreciation. We yeah, are much I, more I can, scary to sharks than sharks are to us. Right, I can right, tell I you that. I am not going to swim with the sharks. I'm just not going to do it. I don't think they'll let you there. <laughs> Dr. Bridget, I have to believe that undertaking this kind of a construction project at an aquarium has to have so many special little skills. I mean, how do you, like, are you going to have to move, you know, the the um, animals, or the fish, or, or are you just going to work around them? I mean, how do you do that? You know, the same way we did it at the Oceanarium, when we, uh, we built the Oceanarium, and then we needed to revitalize that, so we had to move the belugas and the whales and move different habitats around. We'll do the same thing when we renovate the historic galleries. Uh, uh, that's part of the reason why we're doing it in phases. But also concurrently with building out the new exhibits, 
we are going to be launching a suite of new programs, not only at the aquarium learning programs, uh, but out in community, out in what we call nearby nature, uh, to get people out on the Chicago River and think about uh, uh, what they're kayaking above um, and out in the parks. And then, of course, even further afield in our research endeavors, which extend all the way through the Great Lakes. See, that's cool. In the Florida Keys. That's cool right there because, you know, I think people see this this river and they think, okay, the river's become clean. Um, and, and a lot of that, I mean, a lot of our water clarity is, you know, you look at it and you go, wow, it's clear, but that's also a problem because of this thing called the zebra mussel. Um, but what they're doing in the Chicago River as far as what you would call fish cribs, fish hotels, and what they're doing to bring back that river is amazing. And the amount of species that you can catch now in the Chicago Rivers is absolutely amazing. So you're telling me what you want to do is when you've got people there and they're a captive audience, you want to get them over there and say, hey, I understand you know, that in conjunction with Friends of the Chicago River and with the Chicago River Walk, Shed Aquarium's involved in this, how do you get involved with that? What's your what's your total involvement? The best way for participants to get involved is especially when the weather warms up, go mm-hmm. to Shed Aquarium's website, sign up for one of our kayak for conservation trips. We'll take you out with all those partners you just listed, Ray, out onto the north branch of the river where you can see how we have literally rewilded the river with floating habitats and added botanicals so that the fish have some roots to lay eggs on. And we've already seen just four years into this pilot project, we're going to scale it because we've already, as you said, seen many species return and restore that biodiversity and that balance to the Chicago River. That is so cool. And now as part of your construction project, are you going to also focus on the outside part of the aquarium? Because I got to tell you, have you ever uh, been there, Ray? Oh, yeah. Gone to their, like, patio? Oh, absolutely. That view yeah. is the million-dollar view yeah, in Chicago. it really is. Well, we are going to restore that view on more than seven windows that we have blocked over time, just through different renovations. Now, where our current gift shop is has blocked windows with that million-dollar view. We are going to take down that wall that's blocking those windows, that wall on the inside, and move the learning commons there move the classrooms there so that students on field trips many of which it's their first trip truly to the great lakes can see that vista and really make a connection with their greatest natural resource which is their backyard lake michigan what do we uh, what do we expect now i know that uh, you know you've got people that are it's that time of year, man. It's cold. A lot of people want to stay inside, and 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 I want I don't and I don't want you to do that. I want you to get out. I want you to enjoy life, live it. But what do we uh, what do we got going on this weekend? If I come down to the shed with my kids in tow with the fam, what is uh, what is one of the things I need to know as I'm getting ready? You know, with COVID protocols and everything else, what do I need to know so I get in there, get on? Do I need to pre-order tickets? What? The best way, of course, is to go to the website and see this all outlined. But in brief, and we hope you come. It is a wonderful reprieve from the cold. Yeah. We'll transport you to the Amazon River. Make tickets ahead of time. We've got timed ticketing. We've got mask protocols. And we're um, asking everyone, like all the museums in Chicago, to show your vaccination card upon entry uh, and uh, have a safe, marvelous experience. We also have our free days coming up. Lots of free days in the next couple of months. So check uh, online for those dates. How is it to get a mask on a bottle-nosed dolphin? That's got to be a, That's got to be something right there. 
the animals are animals. They are none the wiser that there is this global pandemic. Right. Well, it's it's good to talk to you, Dr. Bridget Coughlin. And, uh, you know, as, as we said, I, th- I think it was Judy yesterday that said, listen, you still use the Eisenhower, even if it's under construction, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, they'll, uh, they'll put the little sawhorses down there on, you know, the fish know where to swim and not where not to swim during mm-hmm. this construction phase. But, There's but it sounds, enough to see at the yeah. shed. It sounds fun. I, I, I look forward to seeing you, Dr. Coughlin. Please come. Thank you so much. All right, take Thank care. Thank you. No, are you no not not that uh, you know. I went to the shed like I've been to the shed within the year, mm-hmm. which before that I don't think I had been in many many years. But my daughter loves going. Have there. you been out on the Chicago River to to, to no? You should. You got to go. The, I have seen though the transformation. I've worked yeah. downtown now for about you know thirty something years. I've seen the transformation. When you sit in this studio in the summer and you look out at that river, it's. It is amazing. It's beautiful. You know, you just want to be, you just want to make sure that, you know, some guy's not coming through on a 38-foot cigarette boat at full sing. Because I've, I've seen yeah. that happen, too. Guys that might have had a little too much to, uh, yeah. to partake in. Have you ever gone through the locks? <laughs> oh, yeah. That is yeah. such an experience. But, you know, it's crazy because there's so much going on oh, out there. Oh, my gosh. It's I did a, so uh, packed. I did a TV segment this year with the Chicago Marine Unit and got to talk to them about some of the things they see and do. Oh, my God. There's Ooh. a story right there. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah, get down to the Shed Aquarium. And if you can this summer, I know there's a lot of people out there. And I, this drives me crazy. Listen, we know this city has some issues. We get it. But by and large, you're still pretty safe when you come down here. So come use it. It's fine. Just get out of here by the time the sun goes down. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you're going out to dinner or to a bar. Where did you find this song? (laughs) I, I know who this is. This is a horrible song. This is a song about a guy that goes away on the rodeo. He rides away and his wife leaves him. So that could be you. Wow. Judy, you going to the yeah. rodeo this I weekend. I want to date someone named Old Red. No, you want to date somebody named... Uh, Young uh, Red? No, uh, Rope. Red? Rope. Rope. Yeah. Like there's this guy out there called Rope Myers. Isn't that a cool name? Oh, my God. Rope. That is a cool name. Yeah. Rope. What's my name? My name's Rope. What else would be a good name? Gunner. Gunner. Uh, and they all have these cool Texas names. Even the guys from Central America. Like Cole. I think Cole rides a bull. Or Colt. Or cult, even yeah. better. Yeah. My kid's nickname is Steak, and I just think that's money. Steak? Yeah, Steak. Because they couldn't pronounce his last name when he played football. So the coach is always, because oh. you know, it's Stayskull. So they, they they couldn't, you know. Oh, they, that's a good one, Steak. Yeah, so they call him Steak. And I'm like, that's that's a cool name. Keep that. So what's your nickname, uh, Nick? Nick. Yeah, that's sexy. <laughs> Nick, but drop the K. Yeah, just a C. <laughs> and I see. Also works for nicotine oh <laughs> uh, yeah my god yeah. brilliant hey uh chicago fire department puts out a uh space heater warning this is after that horrible fire yeah. in uh, in space new york heaters scare me but people need them that's yeah. the problem you, they, you know they don't... you you fully expect that your landlord is going to keep your apartment <sighs> at the yeah. governed temperature that it should be you have no expectation of it so a lot of people uh, drag their their space heaters mm-hmm. out and uh and you never know, man. You never know what could go wrong. You never know what could brush up against it. Next thing you know, you got and yourself a situation. apparently the one in New York was malfunctioning, so that's not even, it wasn't like a curtain caught fire. Or... And, and you know the sad thing of it is, is there's all, they're also saying now that there are so many false alarms in that building. People just ignored it. It was Pavlov's dog. Yeah. People just weren't, they were like, yeah, it's another one. Right. And uh, to hear the stories of people taking wet towels and putting them under the door to keep smoke from coming in. And everything Fair. else, but uh, the Chicago Fire Department is saying, hey, man, if you're going to do this, please, please, please be careful. Of course, you know all about uh, putting batteries in your 
your smoke alarms. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have smoke alarms, and I know I'm talking to a small segment of society here, but you can go to your local fire department. They'll tell you how to get them. There's They'll progr- give them to you for free. There's programs out there that will help you get those. Yeah. Um, my mom lost her house in New Year's Eve of 2017. We lost everything. Oh, no. To a house fire. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was brutal. And, and, it's, and it's something because, you know, everybody got out safe. As a matter of fact, this will give you a little microcosm of who Pat is. She went right to the Thunderbird Bar in St. Germain, ordered a drink, and said, Call Ray, the house is on fire. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my God. And, uh, and, and Joe and the crew at the Thunderbird Tap up there in Vilas County, Wisconsin, took care of her till I got back. I was on my way back home on New Year's Eve because Gina's mom had stage 4 cancer. We wanted to make sure that we could be with her on New Year's. Because we didn't know how much time we had left, so I had to get. I got to Wausau, turned around, and came back. By the time <sighs> I got there, house was pretty much gone. What? What? What was the cause? I don't know. We will never find out. You're kidding. It's not like you know. You know. You see these these fancy fire marshals and stuff down here. You get out in the woods. You don't necessarily They're get like, all that. Yeah, bummer. Okay. Yeah, CSI Saint Germain. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm standing there. This is no kidding, Judy. I'm standing there. <laughs> CSI. And again, I don't mean to equate this to anything that those folks went through in New York. Everybody got out. We were fine. Stuff is a total loss. I learned real quick. You can replace right. stuff. Right. Um, but uh, the one guy says, well, we're going to bring in the excavator now and knock the rest of it down. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it was 14 Where below zero. Where the plastic it was, bags yeah. and the gloves? And, yeah. yeah. No, you're not getting any of your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, uh, with that said, uh, you know, so, you know, I, I know, I know, I know, I know. I hate to be the guy that says, be safe, be smart, be diligent, ch- check, check the batteries. I know. You guys are smart. I get that. And I'm, I'm sorry I don't want to preach. Just be careful. But, Judy, since we're learning so much about each other, really it's just you. People know me. I'm, I'm getting to know you, cow, cow girl over there. Well, I hope you like what you're learning. Oh, boy. Um, Ignite the Spirit. Have you heard about this? Ignite the Spirit is how you can support your Chicago firefighters and purchase a 2022 calendar. These are not dad bots. Ooh. You will have to uh, log on to find this out. You can purchase the 2022 Ignite the Spirit calendar yeah, for ten bucks. How much? Ten, They're ten oh, bucks. Give me ten. They're ten bucks, and you can. Uh, Who's your favorite? Have you seen it? Who's your favorite month? Um, I think his name is Chad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a favorite month, and, and just so you know, guys, there's women on there too. Florida women. This is the difference between Kim Fox with two X's and prosecutors in Florida. This can only happen in Florida. January 11. Two Florida women are each facing felony burglary charges after allegedly perpetrating a attack on a male victim. They break into this guy. Her name's Sarah. The other one's Caitlin. One's 29, one's 27. Well past the age of reason, Duh. but still in that Instagram <laughs> stupidity face. You know? Mm-hmm. They decide that they're going to uh, go see their uh, buddy. Uh, they're going to go see their buddy um, who uh, who's in his apartment. It's 3 in the morning. He's sleeping. It gets problematic when they break in. I think that's where the problem is. Huh. So they break into this guy's apartment. I, I I got a feeling that these guys know each other, and I got a feeling that maybe. Do you think maybe there's a relationship component here somewhere? Maybe it didn't end well. Maybe they were just goofing around. I don't know. But it seems kind of, I don't know, it seems kind of goofy that they glitter bomb the guy. Glitter bomb? They glitter bomb him. They throw glitter all over. Now, I will say this. Glitter Glitter bombing should come with a mandatory five-year sentence. Because you can't get rid of that stuff. That is true. Even the glitter I get on the uh, holiday bags when I'm too too, tired or lazy to wrap, 
That glitter's still laying around. Yeah, I mean, a year from now, there'll be a little speck of glitter on your nose. The cops allege each threw a container of glitter at Colin. I don't think they threw it at his colon. They threw it at Colin, who was struck in the upper torso and head. Arrest affidavits uh, uh, do not reveal the nature or argument or the relationship of the two parties. But these girls get booked on $75,000. Okay, if they were here in Cook County, it would be called mutual combatants, <laughs> and they would be out. No bail. And by that, I mean, yeah, we bail. Just you know, Just I, leave. I, I just wanted and take to, your glitter with you. I just wanted to say this is such a Florida story, and, and, and it's so goofy. But that, you, Okay, you, the, the getaway car, still warm to the touch, and glitter was observed on the inside of the vehicle. <laughs> well, of course it was, because you could never get rid of it. <laughs> That's right. You're going to sell that car. I'm like, oh, it's a glitter car. Your Honor, look over there at her. Both of them, they got glitter on them. <laughs> But, oh, Judy, you can lead me right down a path with that mutual combatant that we have oh, here in Chicago. Please. But I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay off that. I'm not going to go into the ridiculousness <laughs> of how we can kill somebody in this town, and it could be mutual. One of you will die. It's still mutual, though. Not murder. It's a mutual combatant listen, situation. Listen, they agreed they wanted to fight. It's okay. We know we got a dead guy over here. We'll talk to the families. Everything will be fine. We do live in not a great... Not in Florida. You know, you think about it. You know, Florida, for as crazy as it is, still isn't a bad place to be. <laughs> well, it's warm. And, and there are things down there that, that can kill you and eat you. But hell, man, we've got that right here in Cook County. It is the Bruce St. James Show. I am your rental ray back for a, uh, well, for the rest of the week. And then who knows where I'll go. I was just We've a, got a long-term lease on you now. I was just talking with, uh, with Steve Burness. We're going to get to him in a second, but I was telling him about my last week. Last week, I was in the upper reaches of the Midwest, outside when it's 10 degrees with my snowshoes on. And I got to tell you, I can run. I'm a runner, and I can run miles and miles and miles. But when you put snowshoes on and 16, 17, 18 inches of snow, that is a workout. So I think I might be paying for that a little bit this week with the, uh, with the rough voice. But, uh, but I feel good. Feel fine. Coming up, we're going to talk about uh, kids going back to school here in Chicago. Mayor Lori Lightfoot is positive. She's vaxxed and boosted, but still... Says she's fine, says she's feeling good. She's going to work from home, and she's carrying around a six-foot ruler, a stick ruler, saying, stay away from me. Everybody stay six <laughs> feet away from me. That's just the way it's going to be. Our uh, our next guest here is a guy that I like because he keeps an eye. And I always say we have a target on our back. It's just a matter of when we're going to get shot. And I don't mean that figuratively, but in this town, I you know, I get it. Um, Steve Burness from the uh, Better Business Bureau. Hello, sir. Good morning. How's everyone this morning? We're doing, Hello, Steve. We're doing well, Hello. sir. I, I wanted, to, I wanted to start with you this morning. We talked about this just a little bit earlier. Uh, with with anytime you have something that's new and 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 you know people can see a way to make money. We've got this pandemic. You know, another two weeks we're going to flatten the curve. We're going to be fine. Two more weeks. That's all we need. But now you've got all these pop up sites showing up at strip malls and everywhere else where usually you have a Halloween store or a Christmas ornament store. Now you've got a COVID testing site and some of them aren't on the up and up. What do I need to know about those places? Well, the key to that, Ray, is that these are businesses and not healthcare facilities, so they're not licensed or regulated by the Illinois Department of Public Health. So I think that's what consumers don't realize. So they need to do their due diligence or research about these pop-up places before going to them. And what I mean by that is you should actually, with the Better Business Bureau recommends you talk to your doctor's office, your healthcare provider, or go to the Illinois Department of Public Health's website and get a listing of the state-sanctioned ones, the ones that they are aware of 
and basically are endorsing. Uh, we're hearing so many horror stories at the BBB. We have many companies that are F-rated uh, businesses or the complaints are, are coming in. And some of those are really disheartening to read and they're not getting the results. They're getting, you know, uh, mixed results, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, different results than they thought of, you know, different birth dates on their information. I mean, it's just like they're not certain it's their information. So as these pop-ups are all, like you said, are all over Chicago, they're at, you know, gas stations now, it seems to be, or closed malls. I always like where I can go get my vaping equipment with a COVID test. That works out well for me. <laughs> well, apparently I didn't do it right then because recently I went to what I thought was... Uh, A drive-through one. Anyway, I, I, they were just packed. So I then saw a storefront it looked legitimate, legitimate to me, a COVID store. So I uh, stopped there and got my COVID test. So what are you telling me, Steve? I maybe was at one of these places that are a little nefarious. Fraudulent. Yeah. I mean, okay, and you're right. I I didn't check. I it, I don't even. I couldn't even tell you what it. Who they were affiliated with. <laughs> it said free COVID testing. I pulled over, went in, waited in line, and got a test. Get a COVID test and a beer. Yeah. Was COVID spelled with a K? <laughs> <laughs> oh, now that you mention it. That's the tip-off to the rip-off. <laughs> oh, that's the tip-off to the rip-off. Boom. Guys, I said that he would have tip-off to the rip-off in in less than three minutes. That means he I won. win the pool. Yeah. I win the pool. Steve, we've talked about this before. I get bombarded with 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 messages now text messages some from supposedly AT&T saying hey you know your new phone is waiting you know text back to this number and it's not the AT&T text that you know is the AT&T text and then i get people calling me all the time saying hey bill it's uh, mike i want to talk to you about that uh, HVAC unit are these people fishing just to get my number so they can sell it what's going on here the phishing is really increasing, and as you know, we released our top 10 local scams of 2021, and phishing is number two. And, and that's where actually somebody's an imposter. They come to you, they reach out to you, they want you to click on a link, they want you to call on a number. And again, these are imposters who are making themselves look like they're Amazon or the Illinois Secretary of State, mm-hmm. and, they're, and it's working. Otherwise, they would stop, and this is actually increasing the phishing scams at the Better Business Bureau. It's really a zero trust rate at this point. Uh, it's almost like, you know, you just you can't believe any of these texts that you're receiving, you know, that AT&T is going to give you a free month or Amazon uh, needs your credit card number to credit your account. It's really, if you think it's from that organization, call them up and the old using the old landline or going to the website directly of that company. Do not click on those links because you can't tell where they're going and they can lock your phone. They can lock your computer. They can hold it hostage. And if you think that that doesn't work, ask the South Suburban Police Station. They had their had to pay the ransomware a few years ago to get their files back. I mean, it's really disheartening to see. I know. Okay, so is this is this a scam, Steve? I I keep getting this every morning now. Some of your passwords have appeared in a data leak, putting those accounts at high risk of compromise. iPhone can help you resecure your accounts. Depending where they're coming from, Judy, to be honest with you, I mean, it sounds fishy. It sounds like a fishy right? email But it's well. like in my notification, I just got a new phone, and it's on my notification center. I just keep Xing off of it, but every morning it just keeps coming up. It's it's weird. 
yeah, depending on where it's coming from, it may look like it's coming from you know your phone vendor. It may be somebody looking, uh, being an imposter, looking again to look like it's coming from your. It's phone It's so vendor. difficult. So, See, yeah. I'm just a it I'm can't. just a lowly yeah. consumer. I don't feel like I am. I have the experience to to know when it's fraudulent or not. See, but and you think about what what Judy just said there. Boom, man. Now now take our our parents into account here, and and you know older uh, people elderly generations my mom would click on all of this stuff right because she would think it was my and my niece and her, security yeah. number you know and i have to tell her all the time don't click on this stuff don't reply to it and 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 you know half the time she's fumbling with the phone so bad she might do it on accident yeah you don't want to respond to these guys do you steve no you don't want it as well as well like you just don't want to respond to a message from judy the same thing you just <laughs> i never do i never do Steve does. He responds to my messages. (laughs) I don't know what he's talking about. Let me ask you this, Steve. Um, This is and this is one of those presupposed things. Um, Let's just say you've got a suburban woman um, looking to have some fun this weekend. She is bought tickets to go to the to the rodeo out in Rosemont. She has expectations (laughs) of meeting a cowboy. Um, If she goes out there, what do you think the chances of her meeting said cowboy are? Not not too good. Oh, oh, Judy. Steve and I have a history. It's not a very good one. <laughs> oh, do you really? Oh, oh yeah. The history. Oh, no, whoa. It Wait. started with golf. Well, it's, yeah. it started with... I, eth- I thought she was ethical until I went to the golf course with her. Oh, I don't my gosh. And remember I was telling you about oh, no, wait sh- wait, shooting the gun with the FBI? Yeah. Steve and I did this FBI okay. program together. But you guys didn't, met. like, date or anything. No, okay. God, no. All right, all right. Well, when you say history, I don't know. I want to clear that up. No, we do everything but date. And by that, I mean everything just, just no, we didn't do it. We, oh, it was never this... personal. We were friends. Yeah. We became fast friends. friends. Yeah. Then we went right. golfing, and it all fell apart. Fell apart. And I can't yep. forgive I him. Yeah. I can't forgive I him for posting. Yes, yeah, we know you have videos, Steve. <laughs> okay. You have put them out all over. <laughs> I'm going to start suing you. You were just a little wild woman. All right, to tip off to the ripoff, stay off the golf course. Yes, golf, but, so, for the love of God, go fishing. It's better. And I'm not talking about the kind of fishing Steve's talking about. <laughs> Get yourself a boat right. and go fishing. Don't fish, though. And Steve, bottom line, right? Don't click on it. Just don't do it. Don't click on it. Don't click on it. And check it out with the Better Business Bureau ahead of time. You see a scam, report it. The Better Business Bureau needs this information to put these companies out of business. Steve, always good to talk to you. Appreciate your uh, your expertise. You're Thank a wise you, man. Steve. My you know I love you. Hey, uh, before we go to break, I just want to take a call real quick because uh, Spencer's been holding uh, very patiently, wants to say good morning. Spencer, welcome <laughs> into uh, the uh, Judy and Ray show. Hi. Morning, Ray. How you doing? I'm doing well. How you doing? All right. Spencer from Batavia. I just wanted to let you know that uh, we've met a couple times, and it's just it's great to hear an old friend on the radio again in Chicago. Well, buddy, it's good to be here, and I appreciate your uh, your call. And uh, you know, we'll, we'll meet again sometime. And you have I'm a sure. great name, Spencer. Spencer, and we have a text message here. My son is Colton. We call him Colt. Yeah, Colt's uh, a good one too. Yeah, when you meet these Spencer cowboys Colt. this weekend, just if they're yeah. named after any kind of a firearm, boom, you're in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go for a clock. Yeah, me and my girl. <laughs> yeah, heading out to the rodeo. Mm-hmm. Headed Big stories the of the uh, the day your uh, your kids are getting ready to go back to school. Kind of uh, not quite your fanfare that you get when you've got the uh, the block parties, the DJs, the free food in the Chicago parks, the uh, Jesse White tumblers, the mm-hmm. uh, the, the Bud bro- Billiken parade, the, kick the, off for school. The, yeah, we had been, all that back in August. We could do that again. Could you see that Bud Billiken parade now? Be a little cold. Oh, just see a bit. Cheryl uh, 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 Burton out there doing her uh, double dutch, you know, out here when it's 10 degrees above zero. <laughs> double dutch. Yeah. Have you ever seen her? 
Cheryl Burton's and she's a monster. She can jump rope like crazy. Really? Oh yeah. Is she a jump uh, yeah. rope jumping uh jump roping champ. What she just you know what? I know that she was a, a cheerleader somewhere. I wanna mm. say maybe it was the U of I, but I might be mixing her up with Robin Baumgarten. But Cheryl Burton, for certain, is a uh, is a jump rope freak, man. Interesting. Yeah. I used to do yeah. a little double dutching well, in I, my youth. I could not do that. I and I will tell you this, you know, when when you're in your New Year's resolutions and you're trying to figure out how you're gonna drop the weight and what you're gonna do. If it, one time, I think it was John Howell asked me, if you could have one piece of workout apparatus, what would it be? And I said, without hesitation, a jump rope. Interesting. Because, man, you can burn some calories jumping rope, but not like Cheryl Burton does. Yeah. No way. Uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot has uh, tested positive for COVID. She's dealing with that. Not a big deal. She just says, stay six feet away, you people. Stay yeah, away I don't think me. that'll be a problem for most people. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little reprieve for them. For her staff, they're like, oh. She's got COVID. She's got a... Thank God. Yeah, we don't have to deal with her, her today. Yeah, exactly. Boy. We have to deal with her, but from afar. What do you think What do you think that, uh, that election... Because just her look alone. What it... <laughs> her look is like, ooh, she's mad. <laughs> uh, so how you old can, is Lori Lightfoot? You can get away with that. You can get away with that. I never could. And I can't ask a woman how old she is. But she I, looks well, like she's it's somewhere... It's got to be public knowledge. Yeah, Wait, she looks, on, she looks like she's somewhere south of 90. Oh, but, here's what here's the thing about Lori Lightfoot. I, you know, I spent most of my career as a reporter. Yeah. I used to cover Lori Lightfoot all the time. She wasn't mayor, of course, mm -hmm. but she was a brainiac, yeah. always ahead of some group or, you know, conference or I loved her. Yeah. And I'm not saying I don't love her still. She was she is smarticle. Well, when, when she when she, she ran has aged. Well, when she ran, she <sighs> ran a little bit different than she's running this place. And I get that. That life will turn hey, you that way. First of all, let's. I, I feel like I need to repeat it every time. She was never supposed to win. Yeah. When she won, it was like, what? All the progressives were, woohoo! Yeah, but you got to remember, you can't tell people in Chicago that you're going to change the price of their soft drinks or tax them. That's what lost it for Preckwinkle, right yeah. there. Yeah. Right there. Well, yeah, and I mean, Sorry, uh, man, knew? I'm bringing a who sugary knew? tax. Yeah. Lori Life was like, whoop, whoop, I'm in. <laughs> Come on. But I, I will say this. When I see... When I see Lori Lightfoot telling me how to how to behave, how to be healthy, what I need to do, and I hate it when people tell me what to do. That's not what a free society is. But in the same thing with Pritzker, you know, he's always grandstanding. He's always he's always. And don't don't you ever tell me how to be healthy, pal. Sorry, you got some work to do on yourself. But I don't want to shame the guy. But then I see uh, Dr. Allison Arwadi talking, and she she's different. She goes about it different. She gives me a little. Uh, she 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 makes me feel like she cares about me, and that's important. Okay, yeah, because first of all, she's a real doctor. Yeah. If anyone's going to tell you how you should take care of yourself, it's a doctor. Well, you need some you need some bedside manners for God's yeah. sake. Don't talk and to me. And how about some science too? Don't, don't talk yeah. to me like I'm seven years old. If follow the science, that's been working out really well for us lately. My goodness, you know somebody sent me this last night. In this story, they asked me if I would make this go viral. I don't think I have the ability to do that. But when you have a uh, a platform like a WLSAM 890 and when you have a Facebook that's uh, getting over 19 million impressions, hey, yeah, that's big. Wow. <laughs> yeah. you, you, this this story just absolutely drives me crazy. Um, guy is uh, with his uh, his dog sled team up in Bayfield County, Wisconsin. This is going to be this is going to be big news by the end of the day today. Dog sledding, yeah. Wisconsin. Okay. Guy's name is Ryan Reddington. He's a musher. His team of dogs. We're out, and they were, you know, working the trail, the the trail, and, and getting ready. This guy's been in the Iditarod. He's done it all. He's running his dogs out there on a county corridor, 
and here come a group of snowmobilers. And I'm a snowmobiler. <clears throat> and there's got to be more to this story. Snowmobile swerves, hits at least one of the guy's dogs. And did it on purpose, allegedly. He hit my dogs. I thought he was going to hit me. I kicked my sled over. Um, and then I saw my wheel dog go flying towards me. He got hit by the snow machine. That's what they call them up north, snow machines. He ended up having a broken leg Aww. in three spots. He rides up Tesher Road. I guess that's in Bayfield County. A wheel dog is the position at the back of the team. So he's not aiming at the front of this team. He's aiming towards, it would seem he's aiming to the guy on the sled. Okay, are we sure it was in an accident? Boy, I tell you. Be hard. What does the snow machine driver say? They don't. They they have no. They have no information on the guy. They have no information. Did they take off. Oh, he took. A, oh, it was a hit and run. Yeah, hit and run. <gasps> hit and run. And and you know, I well, mean, there's there's some implied guilt there, I guess. Yeah. Um, there is a uh, there's a GoFundMe going on. How's the, the dog? The dog uh, has a, a broken leg in three okay, spots. But... I think they have to amputate the leg. Oh. But you know, you you hear stories like this every now and then, and you know, as a as a as a snowmobile guy, and I've been doing this a long time, but I'm really more of a a guy that's in the you know the race scene these yeah, days. You're kind than, of like the sport where people. I think most snowmobilers are they do it what a couple times? Yeah, and then they're, they're, they're drunk. Well, no, 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 no. <sighs> Many <drunk>. of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. A group of guys and going drunk. up to Wisconsin. Let's run some snowmobiles. Uh, but doesn't it have After to be Wisconsin. We party for a couple hours. Have you ever have you ever been on the chain of lakes? <laughs> <laughs> but this happens out there, Nick. I mean, how many times have oh, we yeah. heard about you know uh, guys that that are going down the river and there's the open water? They yeah. skip over the open water and take mm-hmm. out a couple of waterfowl. And, yeah. I, and I don't mean to pick on snowmobilers. I, I'm well, you boater. already are, okay, Judy. Boaters, Why do you hate snowmobilers? It's what, whatever you name yeah. your recreational, you know, it's anything. It's yeah. the one. You're the serious guy who, who you know, follows the rules and, and is responsible. Oh, I'm, but, not, I'm not going to lie. I have been intoxicated on a snowmobile before. Ooh, I mean, I won't lie. All right. Well, we're going to stop you talking know, about yeah. it then. No, because, I mean, I'm, but, but mm-hmm. you know, but this is... This is really uh, something. That's gonna, illegal, right? Oh, Can you operate a snowmobile while intoxicated? It just It's the same laws apply um, to a motor vehicle as they do to a okay. boat, to any, you know, to mm-hmm. a bicycle, really. But in Wisconsin, different story. You know, mm-hmm. they'll let you get eight. There was a story on the news not long ago where a guy out of Wisconsin had 16 OUIs before they finally threw him in jail. You, you can't make this stuff up. But if we can, can we put this on our social media so people can look at this story? The, uh, the musher's name is Ryan Reddington. I, I would... I would hope that if you have a little, little money, you can uh, give, you know, because this guy, I mean, so sad. He's the the, the dogs are expensive. There is life. Um, I don't get why stuff like this happens. Um, it certainly wouldn't appear to me to be an accident. It's the middle of the day. It's not yeah, like well, the fact that they took off yeah. is, you know, if you accidentally hit the and it's a dog. And, and I got to tell you, there is a there is a whole new group of of people that ride snowmobiles that you know they think they're out in Colorado and they think they're backwoods country riders and they're a bunch of jackasses. With backpacks on, standing up when they ride with shovels in case they get stuck in six inches of snow in northern Wisconsin. It's like, sit down. Sit down and ride. <laughs> but there's something there's something that doesn't make sense here. And I'm an animal lover, and I know you are, too. Yeah, yeah. So, well, what, I, what part doesn't make sense? No, it, it makes sense to me. It, it was some... It was, it was an idiot. It was yeah. an idiot who did... But there's got to be something more to it. Maybe there's... Maybe there's maybe they had an altercation earlier. Maybe these maybe guys they know each knew other. Each other. Hey, yeah, it could be the Nancy Kerrigan deal. It could be this guy's. You know, oh, no, seriously, it could be. Nancy Kerrigan. It could be. You know, That's but uh, I would just like to say, 
I would just like to say to every snowmobiler, uh, on behalf of uh, uh, Judy, we're not all drunk and crazy. Just most of us. Let's yeah. jump over. <laughs> that, that snowmobiler better have been something because yeah. if you did it on purpose, this guy. Yeah. It's, it's the worst thing ever. Yeah, it's, it, and, and it certainly appears that way. Put them up on all our social media, WLSAM.com, on Facebook, Instagram, everything else, so you can read more into it and just uh, you know help the guy out if you can. We're talking cars, we're talking automobiles. If I'm not mistaken, well, here, let's bring Tom Appel on first. Tom is the publisher of uh, Consumer Guide Automotive. Good morning, Tom. Good morning. Hey, buddy, am I right? Is is today the day at 9 o'clock when we find out the, the heralded big news of who won the Pickup Truck of the Year award? No, that's already been awarded. Oh, okay. Well, there I am. I'm wrong. Who won yeah, that? Yeah, that was awarded yesterday. Okay. Ford Maverick. Oh, okay. That's And the Ford Maverick is the... Is this kind of a mid-sized, smaller truck? Yeah, the North American Car of the Year jury uh, awarded the Ford Maverick. It is a smaller truck. It's mm-hmm. the smallest pickup you can buy in the U.S. right now. Uh, base price starts around twenty twenty-one thousand dollars. Good-looking little truck. I think a lot of people are going to be interested in this because it's kind of low commitment for a pickup, right? It's right. small, it'll fit in your garage, good mileage. Interesting truck. You can still uh, you can still haul some stuff in the in the back of it if you need. You know, so you don't have to to rent the nineteen ninety nine yeah. truck from the Home Depot. Okay, so I might need to uh, buy one of those if I'm going to get a cowboy. So, <laughs> yeah, all right, I'll be looking into that. Yeah, you need one of those, and a, a guy named Maverick wouldn't be bad either. Ooh, yeah, yeah that'd be great. A car named Maverick would be okay too. <laughs> Tom, so what is this I'm reading here that uh, that Teslas, Teslas, and we all know. And listen, I don't know if I'll ever be able to afford one of those things, and I didn't want to like EVs. I didn't want to like electronic vehicles, um, but once I drove the Ford Mach-E, I was like, okay, this is spectacular. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know there's a lot that goes into it, but tell me about the Tesla, and tell me about the personality. <laughs> so Tesla, famous for pushing its luck with its drive modes, uh, <laughs> specifically its, its self-driving modes. They've had something called autopilot for a long time that they felt somewhat short of really being autopilot. Now they have something called full self-driving, FSD, uh, which is not, in fact, full self-driving, but it's closer. And, it, and you can go hands-free on the highway, for example, and at low speed between distances. Well, they've decided that that feature should have personalities. Um, and it's not too much different than drive mode, but Tesla is famous for, for doing things and saying things that are just a little bit more quotable. So if you were to, if you were to program your Tesla to self-drive, you can choose between chill, average, and assertive drive oh, modes. That's because that's what you want. Personalities. You want your car to be assertive when, you're not, yeah. when your hands aren't on the wheel. When I hear assertive, yeah. I hear aggressive. Yeah, assuming it, it's safe and you're not doing it, why do you want anything to be chill? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Leave it to Tesla. Yeah, Tesla. And you it, can't afford a Tesla, I think, right? Well, not right now. You know, maybe when they hire me full time around here, but on the uh, union scale but that I'm, I'm getting saying, every day, I don't think they're as expensive as people think. What, Tom? What is an entry level Tesla running you? Is that in the uh, low to mid forties? What I mean, in reality, and let's face it, vehicles are expensive, and they're even more expensive now because it's hard to to go to a lot and find a car due to the chip shortage and everything else. But if I want to get into a Tesla, the smaller model, what am I hook, line, and sinkering out the door at for something that's, uh, you know, baseline? The Model Y, which is their most affordable model, it's a small crossover, has dipped as low as $38,000. And I think that since we've been experiencing the chip shortage, it's been more like 41 42 okay. base price. And it's for a standard range model. 
So that's called the Y, as in why would I want that when I can get the next model? <laughs> it's no, still it's a, a Tesla. It's reportedly a nice vehicle. I have not driven the Model Y. Have you driven one of these vehicles in autonomous mode? And, and what is your uh, – tell me what you think about it and whether you think this is the future. Because as a kid that's – you know, I mean, I've been driving since I was 8 years old. It's always something I wanted to do. I still love getting behind the wheel of a vehicle, you know, and, 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 and feeling that American freedom that we all get from the great American – road and car what is your feel to this autonomous driving and i know chevy's got it too in some of their vehicles um do you like it uh, i do like it i was impressed by it the only autonomous vehicle i've driven so far that i've spent time with on my own uh was a cadillac ct6 which has been discontinued but it had cadillac super cruise system which is going to be showing up on a lot more vehicles fairly soon and i had a chance to drive it at about 4 30 in the afternoon on the edens which is a, which is absolutely a, a nerve-wracking thing to do uh, because there's just so many potential accidents that aren't happening. Uh, but I was very impressed, actually. The system worked as promised, uh, and, and if I wanted to, I could take my hands off the wheel, though for a long time I was not ready to do that. Yeah, it's I weird. I watch people merge onto the highway in front of me. or past me. Oh, my gosh, really? Now, uh, we, we talk about all these cool features on cars. I mean, do they come with an extra price tag? You know, we're talking about self-driving, for example, and the Cadillacs, after three years, that system is $25 a month. So they are collecting a little extra money. And, yeah, manufacturers are looking for a new revenue stream, and it's not just you buying the car. It's you owning the car that they want to start making money on, as you noted. And and things like subscription services to to uh, self-driving features is going to be one of those uh, uh, revenue platforms. I know that my uh, my girl would like to have it in uh, not aggressive, not chill, but like in Gina mode, so I can drive more like her. She always, <laughs> she always seems to think that you know she can drive better than me, and she's she can drive. She drives a uh, Alfa Romeo um, Julia, so she thinks she's okay. you know super cool, and and I drive a Ford F one fifty. So if you really think about it, she is super cool. Yeah. Um. But but again, you know she's you know she's in her late thirties. She's a techie, but I don't see where she would ever dig to drive a, a, a you know, she wants to drive the car. Um, how, how, about we, the, how about the I'm the better driver mode? <laughs> well, it all depends on what you're trying to accomplish. I mean, oh, I'm going to get okay. you there, and we're going to get you there, you know, unscathed. She's going to get there, but she's going to do some wear on the brakes because, she, you know, she's a, she's a double peddler. Tom, when she drives, she thinks she's, uh, you know, in a circle track, one foot on the brake and one on the gas. You know, she's that kind of driver, which is My nuts. Daughter's like that. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Appel is our guest. Tom is the uh, publisher of uh, uh, the, the Consumer Guide Automotive, Automotive. Tom, where do we stack up with your big three or your big four automakers? And then Tesla, they've led the way in EV. They certainly seem to lead the way in technology. But people will always say, these are your car purists, that they still haven't turned a profit. Is it? I mean, GM is in the business of making cars. Ford is in the business of making cars. Will they be able to turn a profit on these quicker than somebody like Elon Musk? Maybe. And, and, and to give Tesla credit, Tesla is always overreaching. So they, they've remained in debt for so long because they're always taking on new projects. But I was one of the world's greatest Tesla skeptics. I was sure they weren't going to make it. And here we are. They built almost a million vehicles last year despite the chip shortage. And they're not only doing well in the U.S., they're doing extremely well in China. And they're working on moving into Europe, where they're building a factory there as well. So, um, can can so can traditional manufacturers can can they turn a profit more quickly on electric vehicles? Possibly. Um, 
they may not actually be better at building them at first because they have the problem of building legacy vehicles at the same time. And by legacy, I mean gasoline-powered traditional vehicles. But on the other hand, they also know how to build vehicles and don't have to build new factories. So I, I don't know if either one has a, an advantage, except that you have General Motors, for example, or Ford, uh, with ex- established dealer networks, which might make people feel an awful lot more comfortable. Well, I, you know what? I didn't I didn't want to buy in, but uh, after driving the Mach-E, and I have had a chance to drive the uh, the Ford Lightning, which is the electric uh, Nifty 150. Yeah, and, uh, and I I dig it. I mean, I dig. I don't. You know, I I I know that there's a whole faction of people that are like, well, how is this better for the Earth when you got batteries that uh, you can't recycle and blah blah blah. I get all of that, but just as far as a driving experience, and I'm a combustion motor guy, but I still really enjoy the power that these things display. Yeah, and the power to, you can read a zero to 60 time and misinterpret it as well. Electric vehicles just feel quicker and are more responsive in traffic because there is no lag. Um, an electric motor develops all its torque right away. Mm-hmm. So cars are, electric cars are very responsive in traffic, and they're very satisfying to drive. Well, I've got a, a, a nitrous charge, uh, you know, turbo and blower, so I have no lag either. <laughs> all right, real quick, Tom, I, I am in the market to buy a new car this year. Do uh, I, am I going to miss out if I don't buy at least a hybrid or an electric car? Um, most vehicles are going to be hybridized at some point before we go electric. That's just a thing that's happening, and it's happening quietly. You're going to find the manufacturers aren't using the word hybrid as much anymore. A vehicle like the Toyota Venza, for example, is hybrid, and they don't even advertise it, but all of them are hybrids. So I don't think you're going to miss out on that. Um, if you buy this year, you're going to pay a little bit more than you might if you waited a year, unfortunately. Uh, but that's just the nature of the uh, of the chip shortage. Yeah. And then get yourself a little trailer that you can pull behind it, Judy. You put a generator on there, and you can constantly charge it with a gas motor. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, I appreciate it, man. It's nice to make your acquaintance and a visit with Thanks, you this Tom. morning. Don't be a, don't be a stranger, okay? Uh, the pleasure is mine. Thank you. All right, you. Tom Appel, publisher of uh, Consumer Guide Automotive, and I know that there's uh, at least a hundred thousand. WLSAM 890 listeners going right now. I can't believe Ray drove one of them electric vehicles. Yeah. And I want the Ford Maverick. What the hell's happening to our guy? He drove an electric car. <laughs> I heard it through the grapevine, my new neighbor don't like 312-591-8900. If you have a uh, thought, comment, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, coming up at 8 o'clock, we're talking with a, uh, a woman who was part of that Beanie Baby craze. Mm. We were talking a little bit earlier about some of the things that uh, that people collect in uh, WLSAM 890 listeners. Collect a lot of cool stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, a lot of people collect uh, figurines. Legos are big. Legos are big money. Uh, I, I could kick myself when I think about the Legos I gave yeah. away. You know, I just remember when, when my son was little, he was he, he loved to work with Legos, but the, the best thing he liked to do with Legos is on a Saturday, he'd throw Legos down, you know, when he's about four years old and, and, and around the bed. And then he'd scream and yell to get me to step out of bed, and the first thing I would do is oh, hit those that's Legos. Hilarious. Yeah, crazy, I love man. him already. Got to uh, say hi to my friend Spencer out in West Chicago. Uh, hey Ray, it's been a long time. Help you load insulation into your truck at Menards one day in the rain, and then uh, you greeted two of my kids at a concert at the Paramount one evening. Five hours after I left the Mayo Clinic. Wow. Yeah, and I said, "Well, I hope you're doing well." He said, uh, "58 tri- 58 trips to Mayo since." Ugh. But I'm oh. still the first to work each day and the last one to leave. What a trooper. Yeah. So if you have a little, if you're the praying type and you hit your knees tonight, say a little something for Spencer Kronig. He's out there in West Chicago and probably uh, use a little of our good wishes, but it sounds to me like he's still out there busting ass. I like that. That's a man's yep. man right there. There you go. Well, I tell you, I watched my 
I call her my my mother in law, but you know, Gina and I were just domestic partners. But I I watch these people that brave cancer, and I don't know how I would would react in that situation. I like to think I'm a tough guy and I can handle whatever's thrown at me. Mm-hmm. But man, in the face of something like that, I mean, I, I suppose you adjust and adapt as to how you how you have to. But I just get impressed with people that just are the ultimate fighters. So you know, I had breast cancer. I did not. <laughs> I figured you didn't since you were talking to me uh, yeah. and wondering how people feel. Yes, it's um, it's terribly, terribly scary. You know, and, and here. But I will say, like um, Spencer there, I went on with my life. Yeah. I, there was no way of all the things this breast cancer was going to kill me. Yeah. So that it was hard. It was doubly hard. Sure. But I did it for my kids. I didn't want my kids to be so freaked out because, right. you know, hearing those words, it's freaky. Yeah. It freaked me out when I heard breast cancer. But I went to work. I oh god. And, and Some you, days it was just horrible. If you could say to any woman right now, and I know what the answer to this is going to be, what do you what do you tell them if about the, detection? Oh right, yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, here's what I tell them. Yeah. And you know, I'm not a miss. I'm going to get a second opinion. That's right. just not me. I'm not going to go to. I didn't go to Northwestern, which everyone told me I had mm-hmm. to go to or rush. I went to my local um, hospital, Elmhurst. Oh, great but, hospital. Uh, it, it was, but I will tell you, yeah. it Elmhurst sent me to the University of Chicago Hospitals okay. because they didn't feel comfortable because they felt like there was more. And there was. And by the way, ladies, the mammogram never picked it up. Yes. Yeah, so early detection, you know, yeah. make sure you're on it. And guys, you this goes for to you be too, your, man. You're your own best advocate. Yeah. Yep. Guys, you know this, and I know it's uncomfortable. We'll get the prostate check, do yep. the colon screen, Absolute. do all of it. We'll do all of it. And, it's, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm and, for, and uh, you can get through it. I mean, yeah. you know, I didn't die. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I know many, many people have, yeah. but you can survive. Yeah, Gina's mom had uh, uh, an ALK strain, uh, which is a mostly found in younger women. Um, she was in her mid 60s, early 60s when it was detected, detected at stage four. And and if you you know or not, there's no stage five. Yeah. Um. And and man, she was just a boss. She was a boss and was treated at Elmhurst. And then we would come down because I, you know, when you when you work in this business and you you do charities and fundraisers. And I did a bike ride where I'd ride from Chicago to to the UP of Michigan for ovarian cancer. And I met a doctor wow. named Melody Cobley at uh, Rush University Hospital, and she was fantastic. And and man, I'll tell you, lean on lean on the people that you know, and then uh, mm-hmm. you know, but you should get a second opinion too. Right. I mean, it's, of course, of course, especially if you, if you always get a second. And you know, you're, you're do- if your doctor doesn't tell you to get a second yeah. opinion, there's something wrong with your doctor. And you're a warrior. You're going to you're uh, meet a cowboy know, this weekend. I hope so. Yeah, you are. You're going to meet a cowboy. And what's I his name? So. Hey, you know what, Nick? I think she's going to meet a guy named Rowdy. Rowdy. Rowdy, Rowdy Yates. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I never really know if I should leave town and go back up north and visit mom because I never know what the hell's going on with this morning show with all you people here. But I'm thinking maybe they might need to call me because Judy is somewhere between Cheyenne, Wyoming, and Denver yeah. in an F-350 Dooley. Oh, yeah, my new Maverick. Yeah, pulling a big, pulling a big cattle trailer. Yeah. I love it. Uh, you knew this was going to happen. Chicago sites a River North Bar for the uh, one of the very first vaccine mandate violations. Show us your papers. Took it in. City's rule mandates anyone five or over entering a restaurant, bar, gym, or entertainment venue. And I know they're trying to tamp that back a little. Need to show vaccination of their uh, their proof and, and and of their standing and whether they're vaccinated or not. And you may like this, you may not, but you you know what the rules are. And I think this becomes tough for bars like this because people are going to try to get in because not everybody believes in the vaccines. I get that. I get every bit of it. Don't tell me what to do, but don't leave it up to these bar owners right. to be the bad guys. They've been through so much already. On the other hand, you know how easy it is to get a fake ID. I mean, oh, how yeah. hard can it be to get? Now here's the thing, though. 
Don't forget, people, when you show your vaccine card, you also are going to be asked for your ID. I guess they've... Uh, yes, I've, I've encountered it many yeah. times. It's not that hard. And, yeah, don't make it hard on the, the, the place you're going to. Those people are just employees. They ask, you show it to them, and you're in. They've conducted 100, 121 checks in this past week alone. So if you're a bar owner, it's on you. And uh, if you're uh, if you're one of these people that's, that's anti-vax, and, and trust me, I get you, um, I have a really cool anti-vax thing that i bought online and i can tell you how to do it if you just want to follow me on social media at rambling ray it looks just like the real thing uh, a vaccine card yeah Yeah, but i know everybody thinks i'm vaxxed here (laughs) (laughs) careful ray she wants to see you after the show (laughs) it's so fun to be able to mess with these people here i swear to god you people are in touch with each other more than any morning show or radio station i've ever worked with before you might see that i go cold for a little bit during the day. I'm like, you guys, you talk amongst yourself. You're the salaried employee, people. Here, I'm Rental Ray. Mm-hmm. You only get Rental Ray a couple hours <laughs> oh, a no, day. Oh, no, no, Ray. I, I do try. I try to hide, too. But yeah, they you find have me. to. Yeah, you they have find to. me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's always a group text going around. Sometimes I wake up and there's 18 text messages. You know what? Why don't we just let this thing groove and watch the sun come up? It was a beautiful sunrise this morning, wasn't it? Wow! I, I I make the I make the morning show watch the sun come up with me. It's, it's unbelievable, though. You know what? And we all take pictures and we yeah. walk away. I'm like, hey, how about we all actually look at the sunset? Because we don't do that anymore. Or now the sunrise, we, sunrise, yeah. sunrise. See, that's what I was doing yesterday. But you know, we don't do that because it's too it's too important for us to get everything on the gram. That, we got to get this on TikTok, so man. Yeah, boy, what year was it when we were all crazy about Beanie Babies? When was that? Had you been the nineties? Well, nineties. I can tell you, yeah. we can guess. And I remember, I remember being on that uh, that little uh, country okay, radio first station. Of all, I was never crazy about Beanie Babies. Yeah. If you were okay, admit that, but well, not me. I did a I did a song to Alan Jackson's Little Bitty, and it was called Beanie Babies. And we because we did parodies, <laughs> and and I and, and I know we don't have any cart machines because I still have the carts. Oh my You goodness. know, in my basement at home, and I thought, well, maybe we could play that, but we'll do the next best thing. We'll get to Mary Beth Sobolewski on here right now. Mary Beth, she was uh, she was the founder of Mary Beth's Beanbag World magazine. It was a uh, it was a thing from ninety seven to two thousand. So popular with the Beanie Babies, with these Beanie Babies, she had over four hundred thousand wow. issues. Now Mary Beth, I mean, it had to. Ha- I mean, that had to hurt when the Beanie Baby craze went away, huh? Hi Ray. Well, you know what? It did hurt, but it was about time. It was fast. It was furious. And it could never have kept up at that pace. So it was time. Mary Beth, how many Beanie Babies do you have? You know, now not very many. At the time, um, I had everyone that was produced, and I was a avid, crazy collector. But now I'm down to a tub of them that my little grandchildren play with. Wow. So what? What? how many were there at the height? Oh, my gosh. Like hundreds? collecting... Oh, absolutely. I stopped collecting at about 500. Um, but, yeah, they just kept going. They were coming out at um, 24 new items every six weeks there for a while. So it was crazy to try to keep up with uh, the new introductions. And, it, and it's crazy how some of this works. I know that there's a uh, there's a show out there that talks about, you know, women that were all in and they were, you know, buying and selling. And, and it almost it almost seemed like a pyramid scheme, so to so to speak. Well, no, it wasn't a pyramid scheme at all. Um, in fact, the it's a documentary on HBO Max, um, and 
it's it's a fun uh, look at the craziness of this time and uh, the collectors that we're all in. Uh, so no, not a pyramid scheme. It started with uh, just very innocent collecting with moms and kids, and um, it got into um, quite a business for a lot of people. Um, but pyramid scheme, no. I well, let me ask that. you this. Let me ask you this. Can can you look back on this and say uh, did you did you did you profit from it? I mean, obviously the magazine sounds successful. Did you profit from collections? I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, sh- it, sure. Um, I came out more ahead than I did under. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Uh, there were some people though who um, had complete businesses. That was their full time job, and they were. Um, buying uh, new houses and condos and expensive trips. And so for some people, it was um, a financial boom. And for others, uh, you know, they, they lost quite a bit. So let me get this straight then. Uh, there, the Beanie Babies would come out, what, like every month or every week? And they only made a certain amount? Is that right. how it worked? So, so in the beginning, um, there was just nine of these Beanie Babies. And as collecting caught on, um, they started Thai Inc., which was located in Westmont, uh, would start to come out with new Beanie Babies, sometimes 12 every couple of months, sometimes less, sometimes more. Uh, but then they started coming fast and furiously, you know, when they were coming out 24 characters every six weeks. And I, I would imagine um, I would imagine that that hurts the, the collectability, right? Well, it, of, of course, um, the more that floods the market, yeah. uh, the demand would never keep up with that. But it was uh, in, in the heyday, uh, the scarcity and the retirement is what really fueled um, the crazy market. So when did they retire? The, the When did they stop making Beanie Babies? Oh, they're still making Beanie Babies. Oh, they are. Um, yeah. Well, I got to run out to the store is, and get one. You're sure you do. <laughs> they look different now than they did before. But um, in the beginning, they were $5 retail, and that was in 1993. Uh, now, you know what? You can still go to a store, and they're 5 or $6, $7 at the most. So it's a very affordable gift or child's toy, even to this day. Um, yeah, but they look different than the ones that people were, were collecting. Featured on uh, HBO's Beanie Baby Mania documentary, this is a Mary Beth Sobolewski. Mary Beth was the founder of the Mary Beth Beanbag World magazine. It was a it was a big magazine. I somehow seem to recall that the Jerry Garcia Beanie Baby was worth oh, a ton yeah. of money. Um, was that one oh, of the Was that one of the more collectible ones before they started kind of coming out and flooding the market? You know, it was collectible. It never went to some of these astronomical prices, you know, like the $5,000 royal blue peanut, the elephant. But the Jerry Garcia um, bear was fun because the tie died, uh, and each one was a little different because of uh, the, diff- the the pattern of colors on it. But that was, a, that was a fun time. You got both the collectors of Beanie Babies and the collectors from the Grateful Dead. So, yeah, it was a good time. That was okay. the one that smelled like weed. Yeah, <laughs> it's filled with weed. Yeah. Okay, Mary Beth, while I have you on the phone, I've got uh, Daisy the cow, the Harry Carey <laughs> one. Is it is it worth anything? You know, there's not a lot of Beanie Babies oh. that are worth much money now. But I'll tell not. you, I did a quick eBay um, look at closed auctions, and there are a number of them uh, because of uh, scarcity of that item or because of a, a uh, a tag misprint or some other reason 
that are going for quite some money. So if you've got something, it might be worth uh, looking at the closed eBay auctions. You know what it's, they always say, if you're a collector, it's only, it's only worth what somebody's willing, willing to, to pay, pay for, for it. Right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And don't get me wrong. As a mom, I every week went out and bought Beanie Babies for the kids, but I never looked at it as a collecting thing, as a collector's item. It was always it was a toy for my right. kids. And you're right. It it was crazy how much they wanted those, you know, every or every few weeks. Whenever we were at the store, they would go look to see if there was a Beanie Baby they didn't have. Right. And I remember that time. That was like the number one requested birthday gift when you went to mm-hmm. a kid's birthday party. They wanted a couple of Beanie Babies. Um, and, and the thing to remember, I think, um, with this documentary and so forth, we forget that throughout this whole collecting phase, it was always a children's toy mm-hmm. still. Uh, and and even kids we're playing with them. Yeah. And, and the cool thing of it is, is if you could make a little money off it, well, why wouldn't you? But for the most part, they were pretty darn affordable. Yeah. Five bucks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah and then they, they were. And, 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 but when they took the tag off, we were like, oh, don't take the tag off. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, it's crazy. It's crazy. You know, you think about this HBO documentary. We're talking to you here about it all these years later. And if you go through Westmont, I believe that the park district has has really uh, been the one that's benefited from this because Ty Warner puts so much back into the community. Yeah, um, so uh, he's got a beautiful building there in Westmont, but right next to it is the Westmont Park District, and it's got a beautiful tribute to Beanie Babies. It's really fun to go look. Um, a lot of the Beanie Baby names are in a circle around a fountain in the bricks, and it's just kind of fun. Uh, do you miss it, Mary Beth? Do you miss the Beanie Baby craze? You know, nobody had asked me about it for a good 20 years. <laughs> the sudden resurgence is, is, is funny. Um, it was a, a unique time. It was uh, the perfect storm. I don't think ever will we see a recreation of anything like this. Um, it was really fun, but it was time to move on. Well, Mary Beth, uh, we'll watch you in the HBO Beanie Mania documentary. It was a good taking a little walk down memory lane with you today. Thank you. You know, I, I just want to add one more thing. Okay. I just found out yesterday on the Internet that Apple Original Films is producing a movie called The Beanie Bubble. you got to get in that. Um, uh, no, it's not about <laughs> you got to get in that, Mary about, Beth. Um, yeah, no, I don't. I'll be your agent. I'll, I'll be your agent, and, when, and when, uh, when they come out with it, we'll get you in there. Okay, Ray. I'll come. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Beth, it's so good right. to talk to you. You know what we should do? Um, if your beanie baby's not worth anything, you know that the Grant Deporter will at least trade us a cocktail for that thing. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Shot in a beer. Yeah. What do you think, Nick? Absolutely. You know, yeah. Because Grant's yeah. always, you know, Grant, you know him. He's the he's one of the world. He's P.T. Barnum, for God's sake. Yeah. You know, yeah, he hey, I got this thing, too. and it's effing golden. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to bring over Judy. I'm going to bring over Nick and the crew, and we're going to, uh, you know, shot in the beer, shot in the beer, shot in the beer yeah. for uh, for one. And it's signed by Harry Carey. We'll somehow figure out how we're yeah. going to pull that off. Yeah. Easy. He's dead. I mean, how hard can it be? Oh, you know, when I drive into this beautiful city, and I get right out there to 25th Avenue, and I see the sign that says, thank you for being a friend. That's it, but it's lovely. So nice. What a, what a life and a legacy to have led. That woman was a star on epic proportion levels. Yeah. And what and a trailblazer. Because she was just a good person. She was funny. She was a good person. She had it. She had yes. she had it all, man. The timing and, and uh, man, from, from uh, the early radio days to Mary Tyler Moore and everything else. But Oak Park uh, set to honor Betty White with their official day. Um, it is going to be January 17th. Why don't we do it in the summer when it's I a little know, warmer? right. I That's like her birthday, part. right?
I believe it's that's why we're doing it for a hundredth birthday. Yep, says here that, and and you know what, man, and all my guys were were guilty of this, and I get it because <laughs> I'm one of you guys. I get it, but when the uh, when the People magazine came out and it said Happy Birthday, Betty White, Happy Hundredth, and and all all my buddies were posting it, little early. <laughs> Hold on to this one. You know what I'm talking about, right, Nick? Yeah. Yeah, you saw it. I didn't do it. I didn't yeah. repost it. I wasn't going to be that guy. Because cause my uh, my girl Gina would have cried. She'd be like, why do you have to be like that? Yeah. Don't be like all the other meanies on social media. So I went and I did it on one of my burner accounts. <sighs> meanie. You're meanie. <laughs> I'm kidding you. Uh, they say that uh, before she was uh, America's sweetheart, she was Oak Park's little bundle of joy. So uh, January 17th. See who we can have on from Oak Park with that. See, you know, let's get some front row tickets. Uh, yeah, and what's it going to be like? What's Betty White Day? What does that involve? Yeah, I don't know. But, you know, she she was, she she lived, man. She ate oh, crazy. absolutely. She ate hot dogs every day. I'm sure she drank a little bit. So let's have some hot dogs. Let's go to the Billy Goat. Perfect. Does the Billy Goat have hot dogs? No, we'll get a burger. We'll get a shot and a beer. That's what me and Nick do. Mm-hmm. Nick, you know what? Judy said, you and Nick have a pretty healthy relationship. That's not what I said, Nick. I said, you seem to be really infatuated with Nick. And what did I say? He said, he's a man's man. He's, he's a, a man. real He's a real man. <laughs> and I reminded him that yeah. you're all just men. That is not true. Oh, it is. No. That is not true. It, it, we you, let you believe it, no, but no, no, it's no. true. You're, you're telling me. Let me just let's presuppose. Now look at how you're talking now. You're talking a little bit tougher. Well, hold on. Let me, let me set this up for you. Stay with me. <laughs> Stay with me, Judy Pie. You're on a... You're on an island somewhere like Blarney's. Let's say you're, let's yeah, say you're on an island. I've been many times, and it's scary, so let's say Blarney. And all you have is is a, a fishing rod, um, some sunscreen, and a, and a handle of Tito's. Would you rather be with me and Nick, or would you rather be with J.B. Pritzker? <laughs> all right, well, first of all, I don't even want it's, to it's consider, a yes or no question. I don't want to consider that scenario. How about you and Nick, or... You're going to live longer with us. I'm just all telling right, you. All right. You know yeah. what? I can fish. And, I can drink. And, and I can throw my underwear up there at Blarney's. So I'm good. See, now I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> I can survive longer with you there, too. Yeah. You know? Because, you know, I could take all the, those undies and I could stitch like an awning. Yeah, there and... you go. Keep us safe from the sun. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we, Ladies so... and gentlemen, it's WLSAM 890 <laughs> Survivor. <laughs> and then in winter, we can ice fish because I can make that into a shack. <laughs> It's it's a fabric the check. You know what? Now I can, and, and Tom, Tom, I know Tom Hosh. You paying attention in there, Tom? I'm going to give you. An, I'm going to. Tom's the new uh, producer of the Bruce mm-hmm. St. Champ. Here's your, here's your next idea. I left you with a lot of ideas last time. And Tom, you're in the union, so jump on with us. Okay. Naked and afraid, the Bruce St. James show. <laughs> we set you up over at Wolf Point Beach or Wolf Point over here on the river, and all you guys have is the bare essentials. And a lot of Judy's underwear, so she can make a make a, a tent, an awning, and that's that's your gig. That gets you all the notoriety that the show needs. I'm going to set say that on up. The river? Yeah, I'm not going to be naked on the river. Oh, you got to fish from the river. You got to, you know, Do naked and afraid. Fish? I could fish. I could catch a fish. I'm not eating it. Yeah, and the good thing about catching a fish in the Chicago River is once you catch it and fillet it, you light it on fire. It cooks itself. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's dangerous to me. I don't want to eat anything out of the Chicago River because it's probably got three tails and two heads. Right, right, that's it. Right. I can't. I can't survive with. Why you can't people. we go to the lake? The lake's right over there. I can, I would eat fish out of the lake. It's the same thing. It's the no, same body of no, water. No, no, right. no. But do you agree that you'd be able to survive better with a Nick or a Ray than a JB Pritzker? 
Yes. Now, well, you can eat There's only one answer. There's oh a lot God. of meat on those bones. Oh, yeah. that, that's, oh, I hadn't thought of that. That's Tom. You know what, though? JB probably knows more people yeah. than you, and maybe that's how I could survive. Well, I mean, well, you see, that's the thing. You can't use your money. You can't. It, it just has to be you, your but skill. He's got, I'm not saying money. He can use his connections. Right, but your connections and your, and your affluence I, okay. have nothing to do with it. You know what? I'm going to go with JB knows the guy who lands that damn helicopter at Blarney Island oh, all the time. Oh, here we go. You can't I'm gonna use say he that. He knows him, and I can just fly yeah. off in his helicopter. Yeah. You know, oh. I mean, you could survive better with him at the Four Seasons. <laughs> There's no doubt. <laughs> but, okay, yes, that point taken. At Blarney's, it's you and Nick. Yeah. Oh, okay, there you go. Thank you. I just wanted to see where that was going right. to go. Red Cross declares national blood crisis for the first time as many hospitals prioritize transfusion. There is no blood available. Yeah. Um, so if you want, I think today... Uh, if I'm not mistaken, they're setting up areas around Chicago where you can go and you can donate. But we are at a uh, very serious low there. It's been weeks. They've needed up to uh, three bags of blood in one week, she said, and they don't have that. Yeesh. So they need bags of blood. So what we'll do, we'll get that out on our social medias here mm-hmm. at WLSAM 890. And uh, it doesn't take 9-11 for you to line up to give blood. You should do it. Right. And right now. If you can. I think people are just afraid. Right. They don't, they're not going yeah. out. Of course. No one's going out. They're forgetting. Yeah. I think it's a good reminder for people. Hey, you can go give blood. It's very safe. And the other and thing really is. they really need it. You know, these, uh, you know, we were talking earlier about early detection, things like that. People are staying away from the hospital. I understand that it's a little more crowded than it's been in, in years past. Still, you got to go get your, your, your stuff taken care of. Yeah. You know. But I do, I do have a friend that's a, a fireman. I won't tell you what's, what the district he's in, but he's got people now where people have the chills and they've got a fever and they've got the COVID, they've got the Rona. They want to be taken by ambulance because they think they're going to get into the hospital first. And they're like, no, we're taking you. We're going to yeah. put you they're into the waiting in line. room. Yeah, you still got to get to the back of the yeah. line. In the waiting room, you know, you're talking 10 hours. Yeah, and, uh, that's where I don't want to go, to the waiting room. And if you notice my voice is a little rough today, it's because yesterday I went home and I ran. And I just got a text message from Gina asking if I want to run with her today. I'm going to take it easy today. Yeah. Yeah. You look like you could use a rest. Take it easy. So that's salt. That is a fact. Or it's Corona. I don't know. (laughs) And by that, I don't mean the beer. Hey, you know what the cool thing is, is you're all going to get it. And it's going to be gone, and you're going to be done, and you're ready to move on. You said two weeks. I'm I'm banking on that. In two (laughs) weeks, we're good. You were a wild woman. All right, a couple things we're learning girl, today. I know I don't know you, but is my girl over there, Judy? Is. She's already met a cowboy. She's got this guy right this in her sounds head. Sounds like he's yes. singing to me. Yeah. yeah, I got blue eyes. Yeah, this I'll is, have boots on. You'd like this guy. You like? Do you like country music at all? I do. You know, these guys. They, they I don't know why, but they always play country music because you know I, I worked in the industry for so long. Yeah. They got to play a lot of country. I noticed. I noticed. Yeah. And, but I, I like you know tomorrow. Maybe we can do a, a you know rhythm and blues day. We can do more mm. Bruno and, and, and Silk Sonic and things like that. How but. about just the Partridge Family tomorrow? No, we're not going to do that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I, I made a, a promise to the audience, and I, and I didn't keep it, and I hate when I do that. And uh, I just want to, uh, you know, we went to break at 20. I said I was going to come back and tell people what day of the week is the best day for them to, <clears throat> you know, to, uh, to do that, <coughs> that thing, you know. Uh-huh. It doesn't happen in my house um, it, once in a blue moon, but on Saturday, Saturday is the day. That most people like to. Uh, Baby gonna hold her tight. Gonna yeah. Grab some afternoon delight. My motto's always been. When it's right, it's right. Why wait until the middle of a cold, dark night? When this was my favorite part of, of Anchorman when they did this. <laughs> oh. This was so good. But uh, Saturday is the day for you there. Saturday, 30% really makes, uh, I mean, makes a lot of sense because that's when we, uh, that's when we do these things. Well, that's when you have more time. 
Guys, we're gonna we uh, I, I dropped one of our guests here coming up. It's the uh, seventy seven. It's the seventy seven flavors of Chicago uh, podcast. I have Sarah. You go ahead and get her guy back on, and uh, we're gonna start talking to Sarah right now. Sarah, welcome to WLS. It's Ray and Judy. Good morning. Hey, good morning. I, we dropped we dropped a, a Dario, but we'll get him right back here in a second. You know, your your okay. podcast is interesting to me because. Chicago is such a foodie town. Oh, my God. And such a neighborhood town. And you guys, you go out and you get involved with every neighborhood in Chicago. And you you take people out and you you introduce them to the many cultural flares that we have in the 77 neighborhoods of Chicago. How do you find your haunts? How do you find the places you want to go? Because I know you can't go to every restaurant you go to. Right, I think there's like 20,000 of them, but uh, yeah. usually, honestly, two things. One, people send us recommendations all the time, or we just do a bunch of research. We try to find like a hole in the wall, a neighborhood favorite, maybe something that doesn't get a lot of coverage, and that's where we tend to go. Do you tend to find that the the restaurants, they have like some kind of a, there's a theme maybe, or what's the sameness about them? Because even though all the... All the neighborhoods are so varied in Chicago, so different. But is it there? Is there something the same about these local places? Honestly, we've had our favorite thing has been the owners. Every restaurant that we've gone to, we have we don't tell anyone we're coming. We just mm-hmm. show, we just show up with our equipment, and <laughs> they have just been so great. And honestly, that's been our favorite thing, and that has been you know the same across all of these uh, restaurants that we've been to. Great Chicago owners, people, yeah. Community, yeah, very, yep, mm-hmm, very proud. Okay, we have Dario on the line with us now. Dario, sorry, I, uh, I hung up on you there, but they are the hosts, if you will, of the 77 Flavors podcast of Chicago. Now, when I go there, and if I say, hey, guys, I want to go to a certain, how do you work it as far as where do you go? To, 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 do, you, do you plan it out? Do you just say, hey, I'm feeling like this this weekend. Let's go here. How do I know where we're going to go? Uh, so, first of all, we picked the neighborhood. Good morning, also. Good morning, brother. Um, yeah, we picked the restaurant with a bingo board. So, I mean, <laughs> the, the, the neighborhood yeah. in the community area. So, that kind of helps randomize. And what we do from there is we kind of check out the demographic of the area and try to respect that um, to an extent uh, and kind of and kind of keep it, you know, spread out. You know, we don't want Italian three times in a row. We right. don't want you know, soul food three times in a row. You know, we kind of uh, mix it up, and uh, that's that usually how we go. We pick a hole in the wall and that, that somebody doesn't know and, and doesn't have a lot of exposure. We we try to expose it and, and have some fun with it. So, so far, your favorite? Ooh. Yeah, uh, that's a tough question right there, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah, and I mean overall. I mean, someone might have a better, you know, atmosphere, might have a better food, but just overall, what was one of your – okay, I'll ask it this way because favorite is a, is a – it's not a good word to use. How about just one of the the one that surprised you the most? Um, I would probably say for me, um, the, I, we went to Athena, and that was early on when we um, when we first started the podcast, and that was just Greek food over in um, near Westside, and I'd never had Greek food like that, and to me that was really cool, and the atmosphere was really cool. Uh, it had a waterfall in there. I don't know if you've ever seen you know, so like for me, I was like, wow, this is like a resort inside of Chicago. And I'd never been there. So for me, that was really cool to not only experience the food, but the atmosphere was so cool. How about you, Sarah? Um, I would say Taqueria Mi Barrio in Chicago Lawn. The mm-hmm. owner is, uh, his parents are from Mexico City. It's his father's recipes. 
And he has, in my opinion, one of some of the best tacos outside of Mexico right here. You know, and that's what I dig. You know, I mean, I know that we can go to the to the cool restaurants. I know mm-hmm. we can go and I mean, I mean, this is a foodie town. There's just no doubt about it. But man, once you get in the neighborhoods, it's like when I when I went down, I did a I did a a, a day of service with Ray Lopez in the in his ward down in Inglewood, and I, I swear to God, I don't know if I can find better Mexican food than that anywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. You find that a lot going into the uh, different neighborhoods too. I mean, like some of these hole in the wall places, and some places you probably never even experienced if you're on the north side or if you're on the south side, you probably don't venture off. You find some of these places and you'd be like, hey, this is better than anything I've had. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I feel like going to the, like your local tavern and ordering a pizza or a sandwich is like the best food ever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, now that, that leads me to my next question. So what's your criteria when you guys are out there? Because if I go to a hole-in-the-wall place and now I have a couple cocktails in me, Everything changes, you know, and, and you know, my, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be, you know, there's levity now. I'm enjoying the, the situation, the mood. Does, does, does any of that take into account? Or are you guys just serial, seriously all business? Uh, oh, no, Sarah definitely... doesn't want me to drink a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we definitely take that into account. We, we don't, we don't, honestly, we don't drink too much when we're recording. Mm-hmm. And if we plan on drinking, we have an expert with us that is going to steer us in the right direction. But we go off of, you know, the general mood of the place, obviously the food, the hospitality, um, how unique it is. Are there any unique factors to it? And, yeah, I mean, I think that's that's basically our criteria, roughly. It's not, you yeah. know, we don't take it too seriously. None of us are experts, so. It's more we, just the Chicago experience, right? Yes. Exactly. Yeah, we try to we try to have, just have the, actually, we try to have, like, a genuine, like, that restaurant experience. But, like, we come in there very non-inconspicuous uh we order like a bunch of food and i have a camera with me and so if you if anybody pays attention they probably like oh well there's a there's a black guy and an arab girl they're probably 77 flavors of chicago <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you this uh, you know we we want we want people from the suburbs to not be afraid of the city and there's a little of that going on um we we want to support small businesses because people so need it after what we've been through in these last two years give me a place in let's just say I'm going to do your domino card here. Let's let's say Pilsen. Where do I go in Pilsen to get some dynamite food this weekend? Uh, so there's this, I forgot the name of it, but this is restaurant right down where I get my hair cut um, uh, on 18th Street. Um, I go to a men's barber uh, lounge, and it's it's really cool place. Um, I forgot the name. We haven't done Pilsen yet. Okay. Uh, but if you but want if I want a good if I want a good haircut, I go to the men's barber lounge on 18. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds. I want to go there. Yeah. 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 You're lying. You are real nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Have you guys done? Have you have you done Bucktown yet? We at the Bucktown we haven't. It's it's funny. The dominoes that you were picking are the ones we have. Okay. We're okay, gonna well, stop well, asking well, these I questions. Know, I want to give you a recommendation. John's Pizza. Yeah. Okay, let's go. Right it yeah, down. Yeah, I grew up. At, I grew up having John's Pizza every Friday night, and it's still there. Love and it. I had it again, you know, in my adulthood, and it was still exactly the same. Greasy thin pizza. Oh, that's, that's my uh, Bridgeport, right? No, Bucktown. Yeah. Bucktown. Bucktown. Now, if you want to talk Bridgeport, uh, Freddy's on Thirty First. All right. Uh, there you go. That that right there. That's uh, Chicago street food at its finest, right there. All right, buddy. Well, we got to cut it there with you, but to 77 uh, Flavors of Chicago podcast and get it wherever you get your uh, cool podcasts. And we'll see you guys out and about on the town. I'll look for uh, Sarah and Dario. It's good to meet you, foodies, this morning. Very nice to meet Thanks, you. Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right, take care.
And I'm going to go get my uh, my hair done up at the uh, the barbershop at the on lounge. 18th. When you say lounge, yeah. anything that, that yeah. ends in lounge, I'm going. I, you know, my hair's a little, I have to apologize. It's a little bit long right now. I like mm. to have it a little tighter. So you'll notice when you go this meet your cowboy good. this weekend, they don't have long hair. They got, they yeah. got tight hair. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ray Baby Love one time with the girl Judy Pie. If we only had disco lights, I'd be <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. Oh, we've got them. We've got them in the studio. Mm. Nikki or no, nonstop. Or no lights. Nikki nonstop's here too. Let's hit this part right here. <laughs> Reminds me of, uh, you know, when I was in grammar school and went to yeah. the. Yeah. It's the quiet sock storm. Hops. Yeah. It's and like the quiet storm dancing. used to be on V103, right? Ah. Uh, yeah. Slow dancing in the basement of a Catholic school. Nothing better. <laughs> <laughs> now, the reason I play this song is because when you get when you get bounced from a job, and let's face it, if you work in radio, you're going to get bounced sooner or later. You work in any job, you're going to get bounced sooner or later, and it yeah. makes you grow. It makes you better in the long run. But uh, Akeem Hicks um, parted ways with the Chicago Bears. Now, we knew that this was going to be Akeem Hicks last year on number 96, Akeem the Dream. This guy gave it everything he could. He was so, so passionate about the game, and I was really bummed out that Nagy decided not to make him a captain for the last home game. I'm like, come on, man. Let people cheer this guy on. And I guess when he left the team uh, and then when Nagy got fired on Monday, I guess they just went at it. And I guess it wasn't good. And and I just wonder, hmm. you know, I, I get it. But, you know, you, you see guys like Ryan Pace, Matt Nagy, they leave and they write these soliloquies done up by their lawyers about how they're grateful to the organization and everything mm-hmm. else. And... uh I will say, in retrospect, after I left that uh, that that other station here in town, I probably could have left a little bit better. Now mm-hmm. I left. Did this you place. burn a bridge, as they say? You know, it's it's partially because the guys over there that run the place are horrible. So did I just burn another bridge? Pro- probably. But when I left here, I left nice, and they were nice to me, and that's how I get to come back. And yeah. Play with you see, guys. there's there's a lesson to be learned there, right? Every uh, every now and then. I mean, it's it's easy. It's yeah. easy to leave and just be disgruntled but sometimes it's so hard i know you got to be the bigger person as i, I know like to i say. know i think you guys do that as women yeah better than guys do i'm trying to learn well but, you know. i i often say to myself when i want to do that mm-hmm. in whatever situation do i want to be like that person yeah. no sometimes i do like you know <laughs> okay well, we had some just horrible, horrible bosses at one of my jobs, and yeah, it was hard not to. I'm pretty sure when they left, I played Ding Dong, The Witch is Dead. Ooh. Very loudly. Okay. I did read an article in the Chicago Tribune that you had a part of uh, not long ago, too. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that wasn't burning bridges. No, I but just... there's a lot of that that goes on. You know what they really should have done in that article? They should have been more truthful, because there are stories out there that aren't uh, being told. Yeah, and they didn't name nearly enough people, no. if you ask me. And no. uh, quite frankly... You're, but I did think about that yeah. part. I thought about mm-hmm. the part of what is this going to do to me down the road, and right. I realized, oh, guess what? My road's done. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? I kind of retired two yeah. years ago and then came back. You are just crazy. I know. But Why so, would you do that? Because yeah, because I can't could. stay away. Because I could. Yeah. But my point being, <laughs> I looked. I, I did think about. It. I didn't just go, you know, full steam ahead and not think about mm-hmm. what it might mean. But for me, I didn't care yeah. at this point in my life. I'm done with that industry, and that's the way it goes. Nick, I know you're taking a couple days off. We'll have Rob Martyr uh, setting in for the uh, next couple days. Anything you want to say I to like, the... Wait, as I like to say, oh, Rob! Do you want to uh, Do you want to say anything to the bosses <laughs> at WLS? Because when you take a couple days off, you never know if you're coming back. 
Um, yeah, well, I, I hope my chair is still there. when I. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's not, buddy, I'll bring it home for you, okay? Uh, thank I, you. Thank yeah, you. Maybe and he, that he meant suck me up too, a little bit, you would. Do you think human beings are naturally lazy? Do you think we're a naturally lazy species? Mm, no. No, because I'm not lazy. But we're I know to, lazy people. Yeah, it, there's a new study out that says uh, that human bang, beings are naturally lazy. That, uh, that you know, if no. we're given the opportunity to... You know, sit on the couch, watch TV, or go run four miles like I did yesterday, which I'm not going to do today, that we would rather opt out, watch TV, and be lazy. I could See, fall into that real easy. I think that should that should say some human beings yeah. are naturally lazy, because I do believe that. I think that, you know, and I think women are better at, at this than men. I think you guys know how to relax a little bit better than we do. Interesting, because I, I have a hard time oh, relaxing. Right. Yeah. I feel Ray, like you've always... always got a project going on, though. You know what I mean? Well, so, I have to because I, I got too. nothing to do. I... If I, you know, I don't, I don't have a job I get up to on a regular basis, so I got to find something to do. Really? Because yeah. I was off for a year and I was perfectly happy doing nothing. <laughs> I mean, I loved it. <laughs> well, like I said, man, if you guys need me here Monday when Judy is back. <laughs> Somewhere between Cheyenne, Wyoming, and Denver in an F-350 dually with her cowboy named Gunner. Yeah. Restoring faith in humanity. It's uh, always good to know that there's more good out there than bad. And here's Judy. So the pandemic has forced some businesses to close their doors. But for one North Texas restaurant owner, he's finding ways to overcome these challenging times and continues to serve free meals to those who need them. Rob Meta now operates two businesses, and before customers order at the counter, they are greeted with a sign on the door. It says, if you are hungry, homeless, or cannot afford a meal, a meal, please honor us by stopping by during business hours for a couple of slices of hot pizza and a fountain drink at no charge. If any employee here doesn't treat you with the same respect as a paying customer, please call Rob directly, gives out his phone number. No questions, no judgment. Thank you for giving us an opportunity to serve you. God bless you. Now, Ram says at some point in his life, he was homeless, and his mom told him, never forget from where you came. Those are words he took to heart, so he posted those signs in his restaurants as a reminder. Can't get much better than that. We're back here tomorrow morning. We start at 530. On behalf of this uh, morning show crew, I thank you for listening. And to you, the WLS listener, we're nothing without you. So appreciate it.